We're going to change the world, Aaron. Yeah, we had 400 episodes to do it, and what have we done with that? Nothing. That's right. Instead, we're recording a podcast about BotCon as spectators. Yeah. Episode 402, The Shame Comes Home. What the f*** is going on down there? Ladies and gentlemen, it's April 9th. It is BotCon 2016 weekend, and we are recording live from BotCon's time period in which it is happening. I'm Vangelis, and I'm joined by Aaron. I think we're all in the same time zone as BotCon. Are we? We're all we Eastern, are. Yeah, right? we are. Yeah. yeah. Since C? Right on. We are in the live, coming to you live from BotCon's time zone, TJ. We are temporarily aligned at the moment. That's right. When they say something's happening at 11, we can all be attentively not there at 11, but thinking about what it would be like to be there. And we're recording this on Saturday. This is mid-convention when we're recording this, so this is the hottest, freshest time to cover the hot, juicy topics. But before we do, I thought it was, given what's been revealed at BotCon, extremely pertinent, also because it's you two guys, to talk about, before we get to BotCon, the Unite Warriors Computron colored images that Yuki dumped. Um, well, he dumped a bunch of them, uh, and then more got dumped. And basically, we can see everything we want about Unite Warriors Computron now. Um, it, it is a very cartoon-oriented color scheme on these guys. Uh, very bold colors. A lot of white playing off of burgundy and red. Uh, as far as the colors, like, I think they look great. The main thing that is, uh, a point of discussion is that Afterburner is not very orange, because in the cartoon, he was not very orange. And, to be honest, I think he would look a bit better if he were more orange. But, that's also, hey, finally I have something negative to drop on Unite Warriors Computron outside of the hand foot guns. Otherwise, this, this set looks pretty great. Um, Aaron, as a Computron boy, uh, seeing the colors... What's speaking to you here? Um, I am getting further into, I'm probably going to have to end up buying both of these and do the best of. Oh, yeah. Between the two. Like, um, we'll go directly to Hasbro Computron to, after to the, this. To the Hasbro. Yeah. yeah, because there's stuff from each of these that I like better than the other. Mm-hmm. And for some level of it, you know, scatter. Sh- I, I wish I knew somebody that was good enough that, like, I want this piece off of this scatter shot and this piece <laughs> off of that scatter shot. Can you just, like, take the two of these apart and put them back together? Because, like, I I definitely like the different combined chest piece. Mm-hmm. It's very much not Silverbolts, and it's kind of surprising that Hasbro didn't go that way with it. But I also like the like the the tampo decal look on Hasbro's that definitely isn't on the Takara one, but the Takara one still looks good. There's a lot of the just-in-between things. Aaron, this is, I think, going to be the time to to get yourself one of those, what is it, GIS screwdrivers and get an automatic center punch to get some pins out and just make this a project. Because I agree with you, there is so much going right across both of them in very different ways. Right, like the hand-foot guns, Hasbro's hands and feet are both definitely Computrons. Yeah. Like G1, they scaled it so that it fits on this, and away you go. And it's like, man, why isn't Takara doing that? They're always leaving things out. 
Rassen Prassen. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so much between these two. TJ, um, quickly, just focusing on the Unite Warriors version, uh, now that we've seen them in color, how do you feel? I feel so blessed that all this news always drops on the even numbers. It's like, yeah, it's like all the Computron yeah. news just orients itself for the two Computron dudes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, focusing in on the Unite Warrior, uh, I did forget that Afterburner was red in the cartoon. I I never, I hardly ever saw them in the cartoon, so that's how I forgot yeah. about it. Yeah, because he doesn't, well, showed up late in season three to begin with, let alone, you know, try to see it on reruns as a kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember even seeing Computron episodes when I was a kid, but I had Afterburner's toy the whole time, and I always remembered him as this orange Tron bike guy. So mm-hmm. that like really shook me. Like I was so hyped for this toy when it was Gray Proto, and somehow the color scheme actually made me less hyped for this version. It's like, damn it, that cartoon, right? That, yeah, that's what happened with the. <laughs> that was the thing. That's, that's what happened with the Menosaur set. Is like there's a lot of aspects of it that are great, but like drag strip as the easiest example, there are parts of it where it's like, oh right, the cartoon at times was also kind of really boring to look at. <laughs> but it's it's not just the fact that it's not orange, and I wanted it orange. It's the fact that everyone now is this white and red color scheme, except for Nosecone. Yeah, he sticks out uh, a lot. Like I think I think that if you were even just to swap in the Hasbro afterburner it would balance out nicer because you'd have that kind of crossways play between strafe and uh, light speed yeah mm-hmm. um i mean it, it's all drawing from the cartoon because that's that's yuki's way with unite warriors and it's definitely a for better and for worse way depending on who you're looking at um i don't really mind it myself that much but i think it also helps that nose cone is generally a leg so he's 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 waist down Nosecone also gets a pass because it looks like he's going to be the best Combiner War toy. God damn, yes. Like that friggin' the, the fact that the drill is just five millimeter compatible and that's how it's going to yeah. work. It's like, oh, you better release more toys with that drill or Dr. Wu is going to have his day in the sun when he just dupes your drill <laughs> and <laughs> gives me five packs of five millimeter pe- like compatible drills. Because, yeah, that friggin' drill. I mean, a lot of other things, too, but that drill is gorgeous. Well, the drill is gorgeous. The a level of remolding on Rook is gorgeous. Mm. He comes with an entire arsenal of guns. That's yeah, like, like those little guns are are separate pieces, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that's like three guns. And uh, and did you guys see also the these guns finally on one of these Combiner Wars Unite Warriors toys? All the little guns combine into a big gun. Yes, mm-hmm. finally. <laughs> like, how long did this take? I, I, that's the one thing about the whole play pattern. Like, I'm okay with all the remolds and redecos. It's the lack of com- of combining weapons that blows my mind all the time. Uh, so that's that's something I was super happy to see. Um, also, now that we're getting a really good look at him, uh, like Strafe looks sharp. Um, mm-hmm. like he's 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 definitely benefiting from that blast off molds mm-hmm. being designed to have the torso face either direction. Because now that he's got the puffy part as a backpack, it just visually makes a whole lot more sense. Uh, anything else? Yep. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, my my chief worry with that was how bulky he might look being a starfighter rather than a space shuttle. But it's 
It's a remarkable level of work. Yeah, he's he's uh, well. What am I looking for? He's R typing it. I was wondering if that if that ambulance was actually going to drive past here or not. Are there anyone left alive in your neighborhood? No, no. They they come back. I mean, they they come. They put them back in the apartments so that you know they're occupied. <laughs> Just every now and then for appearances, you got to wheel a few of them away. Um, Computron's getting a ton of love here, and uh, let, let's bump over to the Hasbro versions now. Um, kind of deviating a little bit from the topic list to keep all the Computron together. We we finally have. I mean, we the the back of the box image leaked a long time ago, but now we can see individually a whole bunch of these guys. And Combiner Wars Computron has got a lot of highs and lows. The highs are real high. The lows are real low. But a lot of the highs fill in some of the lows on the Unite Warriors version, or they are simply comparable. It's amazing to me. Let's let's deal with uh, with the big thing first. Scrounge. Uh, I thought it was cute because it's like, oh, Cosmos is a wheel. I get it. But they did a new head for him. The new head mold makes this concept actually work as opposed to being something that I would be shrugging at in a really long and pitying way. Uh, I, I I mean I don't think it's worth buying an entire box set for Scrounge, but I'm very impressed they gave him a new head. Because without it, I, if it was just Cosmos's head, I think it would have been super weak. Uh, do either of you guys feel warmth towards this Scrounge? I, I can't remember how you were reacting way back. No warmth. <laughs> Man, cold. Just coldness. Yeah. I'm amused by it. Like, I don't have any real love for Scrounge. Not, I'm not familiar enough with the character. I do think it is a neat addition. Just as a little fan nod, a super obscure thing to pitch in. And it's kind of you guys to not show him too much warmth, because he died due to warmth. He was melted. See, because he was melted in a smelting pool, where mm-hmm. it's really hot. But because you're cold to him, it's a good thing. Because you're being kind. I was real excited about that con- that connection I made. Um, yeah, my apologies to all the Scrounge fans listening. I guess there's not much support on this side of the table. <laughs> I think he's cool. Like I, I, I would have been way more loud about it if he came out by himself. But it's a it's a great pack in for a Computron that needs a Legends toy. His minicon is just some guy. I haven't seen a name or anything Con, I, think I think that's just his special arm. Because <laughs> you notice how in the photography you never see the Minicon's robot mode. Legend Scrounge and arm. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know the story of his Minicon. His poor little, like, like his whole life is everyone refers to him as the special arm of his partner. And it's like, I have a life too. I have hopes and dreams. His face yeah. is painted. There's a, there's a red little face on some of these yeah. shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up, Righty. <laughs> uh, going to to the lows. Let's let's lay out the lowest low. And I'm surprised to be saying this. And it's mostly because of the robot mode. Uh, Lightspeed. That robot mode just looks like a Protectobot. Like it, yeah. it looks a lot yeah. like a Protectobot. Not like Streetwise. It just looks like a Protectobot. Uh, the car mode a little bit less, but like holy crap, his best photo is when he's a leg. <sighs> Otherwise, yes. he just looks like a Protectobot. I, I, I was, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was. He looks like Protectobot number eight. Yeah, uh, well, pr- number ten at this point. Apparently, as of the custom class at Bacon, they've now named three other ones. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. One of them being medics, and then the other two, I think, were from either Power Core Combiners or the the Micromaster Combiner. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I was expecting something else. I don't know what, but the robot mode really let me down. I don't know why. I, <laughs> but, um, Aaron, how do you feel about Lightspeed? Uh, the Combiner Wars one? Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. It's just... Yeah, he's red and white, like Lightspeed was, but I even, you know, even aside from the Unite Warriors version, um, man, I think that there would have been better molds for it or better color schemes because I've never liked the way on that mold because of the way that the arm is. You always end up with that vertical through the door part. Oh, yeah, yeah, the the plastic layout. Yeah, that just is rough and... I know it's probably something that frustrates them too, but it seems like this mold always ends up with that door issue and then not enough paint on like the the cab window area. Yeah, like because it's like okay, well you've got this light bar thing that light speed didn't have, so you're trying to mimic that window. So either just paint that white, or maybe just that's an easy spot for a remold to just kind of like shave that off. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll throw it out there. The Unite Warriors Lightspeed, I think, only works because of that new head. Mm-hmm. If he didn't have that new head, like, they did a lot with the paint, but that new head is why he works. Otherwise, yeah. I would have very similar... I, I'd have, Well, not similar. I'd have a different version of this complaint, I think, about him, too. Um, the new head does wonders, and I think a new head would have potentially brought the Combiner Wars one together as well. Mm-hmm. Um. It's also a problem. I, it's it's a little problem I have with the exclusive figure Unit Three that we'll get to later. Is the Streetwise head sculpt like Unit Three actually does a better job of existing with it because of its paint applications? This one doesn't do a lot to make like like this one just looks a lot like Streetwise. Uh, you you got to like Streetwise's face, his mouth especially is extremely unique, and you've got to at least paint around it to do something to make it look different. Um, DJ, how are you feeling about? Hasbro Lightspeed. Yeah, this one hurt. God, Lightspeed was one of my favorite toys as a kid. Like I never let go of that one. Of all the toys I lost in my youth, that one I tried desperately to hold on to. Uh, I lost it, but other than that... <laughs> you tried to hold on to him. Tried to. He slipped out tried of your to. fingers, but you tried. <laughs> He's got way too much white on him. It's it's the white arms, which I'm going to assume they didn't want to paint all that windshield and area white to mimic the original toys. So instead, they just molded that white in the arms or a, a sacrifice for that. Yeah, I agree with you. The The arms being white, I think, is it's it, that amount of white is what makes me think Protect-A-Bot. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, if that had been red and been a lot more accurate to the original design, I think it would have been fine. And I have no idea why they didn't just mold it in red and paint the windshields. I mean, as it is, it looks like an extremely cheap deco job to just white out the entirety of the top of the vehicle. I mean, they're going for that kind of future canopy look. And then I think the I think if that light bar wasn't there, something could have worked in that. But the light bar, like, makes it apparent how much isn't painted. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with Aaron. I think also just under North American retail circumstances, like, I love that mold, but it, it definitely is a mold that is troublesome to come come up with a combination of plastic colors and paint apps to actually, like, look sharp. 
mm-hmm. and look really, really strong. Um, the other weak link here, uh, hate to say it, uh, nose cone, and it's not because of his drill cockpit piece. That, that part's fine. I mean, I, the Unite Warriors one is bigger and thus better, but I'm not going to say that that's why this doesn't really work for me because that's, that's unfair, you know, like it, whatever. The poor guy, his drill is his drill. It's the brawl head sculpt. It doesn't fit in at all with the rest of these guys. Yeah. It sticks out like a gigantic sore thumb. Uh, and I don't know if any other pre-tool heads exist for that toy. Um, given that we probably will never see them if they do, I, I really wish they had gone with a pre-tool head on this if it exists. Uh, if it doesn't, just whatever. a different head altogether. Just, yeah, just anything, anything, because that the, the brawl head is very Combaticon from the size of the eyes in relation to the faceplate to mm-hmm. just the design of the forehead crest and the the kind of crown. Uh, it's just it is a it is a huge distracting factor to me which is a shame because i think the colors are otherwise really nice like i like the combination of the brown and the oranges Uh, yeah what i really do dig is the having the drill go through the back of the tank from brawl version yeah that's that's neat to see uh it's been pointed out that the one in the display actually has the drill where brawl's turret would be so you got options Right, but to, to me, this looks like a, you know, again, it's like the um, hot spot to onslaught type of thing, where mm. it's basically the same toy, but we turned it around 180 degrees and put something in a different way, and it really changes the look of it without having to, you know, completely remold a thing. It's a huge help that that drill piece has the cockpit window as part of its sculpt. Because like mm-hmm. that's if it wasn't for that, then like this would have been oh, yeah. a total mess. Uh, that it, it's really just that robot mode head, which is you know thankfully a very easy thing to solve. Because guess what's all over Shapeways even gajillions mm-hmm. of replacement heads for Combiner Wars toys. Um, TJ, how do you feel about uh, Hasbro nose cone? Uh, this it it feels it feels like a cheap cop out, like. I don't understand how they could remold a new part to get a drill tank out of it, but not include a new head sculpt. I think that it just must be a budget ceiling. And like, I, there's a part that we're going to get to where I can sort of forgive it because whatever nose cone sacrificed, I'm just going to play pretend that that's why Strafe turned out the way he did. Um, but it, yeah, it like it just sticks out. Real, it's like with uh, with Blastoff, uh, Hasbro Blastoff. Mm-hmm. That that you know, just picking the wrong head really brings it down. I I got to assume there must be some additional cost in switching which head tooling is is I guess in the mold. Uh, it can't just be as easy as like changing the channel. Like it must be a whole part being pulled out and, and replaced. Because otherwise, I'm just astonished at the number of times now that like a pre-tool head or other existing head would have suited something better. Well, what we saw, what we did learn, and I'll go ahead and spoil some of the Hasbro panel here. Ah, spoilers! <laughs> uh, that uh, the Technobots weren't originally in the plans. Yes, that's so correct. Th- this is something that was just kind of tossed together, which is why it feels like a lot of these end up using existing head molds and or repaints, whereas otherwise they'd be completely retooled or taken more of Takara's approach with it. Because we've seen in the past. Combiner Wars is very capable and willing to go to ridiculous lengths to remold toys. You know, you know, you you mentioned like uh, onslaught and hotspot in this very box set strafe. Oh yes, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's what confuses like, me because like every like up until we get to strafe, 
I could accept, oh, Lightspeed must have been something, you know, that must have happened when uh, Groove was designed way back over on Takara's side. And the drill piece, it's like, I, I guess that's just a pre, that maybe that's the pre-tool on that mold. Instead of a new head, it's that new accessory. But then you, you look at Strafe, and I'm like, where the hell did he come from if this was all last minute? And now I kind of want to know, like, well, if, then what was the plan with him? <laughs> Because he looks great, and I feel like if he was done in sky blue, I would have accepted him as a new type of sweep, is all I'm saying. Um, let's talk about Strafe. I really want to talk about Strafe. <laughs> Strafe looks great. Uh, Strafe has a new head, right? That's a new head. That looks like a new head to me. I think so. And also, go check the aerial bodies based on. I, I'm really sure that's a new head with that, because that huge visor, it looks to me like a pre. I mean, that, that much. That, it must be coming for something else. It makes me think of one of the two Energon Aerial Bot Deluxes. You know, like the, the more F-15 looking one? Mm-hmm. Uh, with that big, just like, nose-covering V-visor. It looks awesome. The And the jet mode, considering the way the remold on this guy works, like, that's a really sharp-looking spaceship mode. Uh, the, it's Because he's, he's remolded not just the nose cone piece, but also the rear wings and the rear wings being remolded is what makes this work for me. I think this looks great. Um, and I say that as someone who also thinks that Unite Warriors strafe is almost the high point of his box set. If it wasn't for nose cone, I think both strafes look equally awesome. Like I, there's everything I can say about one. I could say equal numbers of good and bad things about the other. And uh, I'm real happy for strafe because like he's the winner of this whole thing. He got two great toys, I think, anyway. Uh, TJ, how do you feel about Hasbro Strafe and maybe in comparison to Unite Warriors Strafe? It is interesting just how they both accomplished the task of turning like a contemporary vehicle into something very futuristic space jet looking. And both of them do a really good job of turning, you know, to- you know, one toy into Strafe in completely different ways, but they both work out really well. Like two very different toys as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm interested. I actually kind of like that Takara was like slavish enough to not have a cockpit on theirs. Yeah. <laughs> now Hasbro does, so you can actually see out of this one. Yeah. This is a viable space fighter now. Hasbro's is the modernized one. This like so it's like Unite Warriors is that straight from the 80s, and then 30 years later, he's like, oh right, every time people ride around in me, they're terrified because they have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I added a window. <laughs> and I also put on this cool visor. Uh, I actually looks, oh. looks really good, though. Like both, both of them, they look very different toys, but both are very solid. I can't even tell you which head sculpt I like more because, like, you know, the the Unite Warriors one is is super just alive with those big blue eyes, but the Hasbro one's visor is awesome. And I, I right, and and G One Strafe was an all red face. The toy, you mean? Yeah, that must be what they're pulling from then. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, the white, you know, um, I almost said Combiner Wars, Scramble City Peghead, and then like a red T of face and mouth. All right. Uh, I like like that a lot. I like them both a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Aaron, how do you feel about uh, about our strafe situation? Uh, This is another case where it's like, I want to take, I think, Maybe the head off of the Hasbro one and toss it on the Takara one. You're digging the toy head. I'm I'm digging the toy head for sure, and I 
I like the alt mode a lot too. Um, with that little bit of cant to the wings, I think. That, yeah, this is definitely going to be one that. Yeah, I'm going to have to explain a whole lot of stuff to Alfie why I need two of the exact same thing that are totally different but exactly the same. I'm I'm like I'm like desperate here. Like that strafe retooling is so nice. And the yeah. visor makes it so um, malleable, a, a character. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to see redecos of just that strafe. Like, don't, you don't, don't even retool anything. Just redeco him for me. Or if you're going to retool something, give him a beard so he can be a sweep. Like, that's mm-hmm. the... I think that's the most sweep-looking thing in Combiner Wars so far. I'm saying Combiner Wars specifically because I'm, I'm sure I could... If I put a lot of thought into it, I could make a real debate between the two strafes. But, hey, you know what? Two Hasbro strafes and two... Takara Tomy strafes all done up as sweeps. Let's 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 run with that. Right? Hey, Hasbro, let's yeah. run with that. Right? <laughs> God damn it. Now I need two of this Unite Warrior one. Oh, I I'm I'm really enjoying this and I'm fearful of this. Also, I should mention Unite Warrior's Computron is not a Takara Tomy mall exclusive. So, he's not going to clear the $150 mark. And I'm real happy about that. I think Big Bad has him for like 120 or 130. 130. Yeah, 135. Yeah. Okay. And I, 135. That seems to be going right everywhere. Yeah. yeah that's that's where that's where I put down my pre-order because I figured trying to get it from uh, Japan, I'd end up paying just as much as yeah, shipping. Yeah, I, I didn't want to pay the shipping. Ten on or this fifteen dollar difference. In Canada, I'm kind of just stuck between a rock and a crappy postal system, so I'm gonna go with whoever. <laughs> I think I, I think I threw down an HLJ safety pre-order because yeah. I figure like well if, I have the Menasaur box so I'm looking at it it's thin enough that if it ships EMS I could still have a layer of other things on top of it if I wait and it probably wouldn't cost that much extra. Um, by the way, in talking about all this, we've kind of skipped the uh, the the guy that we were I think really wanted to talk about way back when we started this uh, afterburner. Uh, or according to the Hasbro one, apparently is called Afterbreaker. There's a lot of subtle little name changes. Afterbreaker is one. Uh, we actually ha- have Combiner War Light Steed. I just noticed that in the file name, and I think my brain edited that when I read it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, oh, a typo. <laughs> Light Steed. You know what? Let's just say that's this guy's name. This is Light Steed, the protective bot. <laughs> Except everyone thinks he, he he misspelled his name tag, and now he's ended up in Computron. Uh, he got on the wrong bus. So after Breaker is is is, uh, is using some of the, the the remolds from the Unite Warriors version, but he does not have the new head. He has Groove's head, uh, but he also has the bright orange color. Uh, now, having finally looked at the two heads next to each other, like the Unite Warriors head, I, I think suits him way more. Just the, 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 it looks more technological with the bigger eyes, something more, mm-hmm. more futuristic and weird about it. But this one is more orange. Only he's not like actually very orange. He's got orange to him, but then he's got this huge bone colored spot and then a whole bunch of burgundy. And I feel like, I feel like I would have wanted more orange and just ditched the bone in the middle. I, I'm really confused, actually, about that bone-colored patch in the center. I don't know. You gotta remember on the original Lightspeed, there was this huge white canopy. Then they're trying to replicate some of the placement oh, of that. Oh, okay. I... But I don't know why. I don't know what this was bugged me since we saw this. I don't know why his windshield's green. I, honestly, I like the green windshield, and I 
have constantly forgotten about the bone color and canopy. I would have just ditched the bone color, left it to the guns. Yeah. But I, I like the green windshield. Just and it's in the, I have no justification. It just aesthetically <laughs> pleases me. See, the thing is, if anything should be changed, it should be the guns because his guns were orange. Yeah, his guns were orange. That's why I love these remold guns from the Unite Warriors because it matches his weird mismatched. Yeah, those toy are the weapons. guns. Those are his toy. Yeah, yeah, those are his toy guns. Oh, they're crap, just you're like, right. <laughs> they're ju- they're just painted in this really weird color, the black and red. You see, this is this is what's so crazy about these two Computrons. It's like for every fault I find in one, the other goes like, "Oh, don't worry, I can cover that." <laughs> yeah. Again, why I'm getting two of them? I want to yeah, mash same thing. them. To- I'm just I'm just going to physically keep mashing them together till it looks like what I want. I want just- I want to say how easy it is to look at this as a grand conspiracy theory. It's not. But it lines up with that narrative so well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Aaron, how are you feeling about about our our afterbreaker situation? Um. Well, again, like I said, it, it's there's a lot from each that I like. I dig that they're trying to get the bone to come through on the toy. Um. Although there's a part of me that wonders why that canopy wasn't trimmed down even more, unless just the stock. Pick, I guess. The other stock picture for that mold looks like it can close in closer, but then, man, why not just make that all white? I don't, I don't know where else that that green is to require, like the light piping on his head. Maybe that's the thing. Like the green, the green is specifically done just for his eyes. Yeah, and then on the Unite Warriors version, it's it's blue, like that windshield is blue, and it. I think it sticks out just as much. Yeah, yeah and that's the thing. Again, like even when you're talking like stupidly accurate to the to the original uh, cartoon color, like that Takara is going with, it's still not blue there either. <laughs> right. It's like the one. Okay, okay. Every both of these Computrons have an answer for what the other one is doing, except for that. <laughs> they, yeah. they all went like, you know what? Let's just rework light speed a little bit. <laughs> this one's where they started to nod their head and then had like a crick in it. And they're like, oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, meant, meant, meant do that. I think this is where both both development efforts realized we're doing a remold of Groove. And we're going to run into a wall there no matter what we do. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. TJ, I was going to ask you, as someone who who is looking for that orange toyetic uh light or afterburner um are you feeling it from the hasbro one or do you feel like you're going to end up like staring at the two options and 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 erroning out and just like mushing them together i'm feeling it more from this from the the combiner war version Mm. this this one gets this is where i'm really torn because the unite warriors got the better head and weapons but the weapons are miscolored and i don't like the red and i look over here and he doesn't have the right head but he's got orange and maybe it's not a bright enough orange but i will take what i can get kind of thing yeah it's just Mm -hmm. it's so sparse too like which i just find surprising like the for the orange he has how little there is of it I mean, I, I I imagine when I when I think of of the toy, I just think of a bright orange motorcycle that has a few other colors on it. Yeah, what those other colors are? Eh. Yeah, like apparently I don't even remember what they are because I'm not recognizing the bone. His but. well, well, his can his canopy is supposed to be white. His chest is supposed to be silver. So Hasbro got that one wrong. 
this poor guy he's just he's he's the one who's like look all these other guys everyone's getting love i'm just groove with a different windshield <laughs> like even nose cone and light speed at least they're a car and a, and a drill tank i'm just groove uh yeah it's weird i also wanted to say yeah um the united warriors version does have the new head and chest plate the new head i think does wonders I don't mind the faceplate head for Computron because it wasn't until this this long debate over uh, Betatron's head that I even remembered in a solid way that Computron had a mouth. I forgot constantly that Computron had a mouth. Yeah. But uh, I think that that's also going to, like, Perfect Effect, I think, have a new head coming out and a chestplate uh, as an add-on to this Combiner Wars version. So... As with all Combiner Wars, there's going to be tons of option parts out there. So here's the thing. My reaction to these two scatter shots is that A, they both fulfill their slot, and B, I'm realizing I don't really care that much about Scattershot. I, I care more about, like, Nose Cone and Strafe. So I don't really have an opinion on the comparison between the two. TJ, I'm going to turn to you. How do you feel about these two guys looking at them side by side? Are we talking Computron or Scattershot? Sorry, uh, Scattershot. <clears throat> this is, again, one of those where I grew up with Scattershot. He survived my very toy-violent childhood. So this it was important to me to get one that really hit that right dynamic. I, I do think both of them do a decent job. They put the white in the right area, which is what was important to me. Mm-hmm. As far as robot mode goes, they both got the two-tone colors going on uh, in the right way. You know, I, th- I think really the only the the only quibble I would have, I mean, aside from the fact I, you know, when I think back to how many how many ways this mold has been reskinned and reshelled in the past, you know, like like Cyclonus, I do wish it was a little bit more retooled from Silverbolt. But beyond that, the robot mode on both of them looks really good like i would i'd be happy with either one of them yeah like like you know the the hasbro like much like with their other comparisons the hasbro version has gone more toyetic um well the takara one's gone more cartoon yeah and, and like even though even though they've got a cartoon accurate torso on uh or a new chess piece on scattershot you know you look at the hasbro version he's got the blue stickering I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> either, either way, you, you, either way, you're hitting your scatter shot correctly. Yeah, like they, I, I keep forgetting about that new chest plate on the United Warriors version, and I, there was a period where I thought that they, these two had different head skulls, but to me, I'm clicking between the two, they look identical. Yeah, they're the same. Yeah, or if they're not the same, man, somebody <laughs> got paid to duplicate a whole lot of effort. Somebody should have just told <laughs> the other one, hey, we actually did that already. Uh, did, oh, did you not get that file? Oh, here, I'll just copy it over to you. Aaron, how are you feeling about the scattershot situation? Um, I'm sitting here clicking back and forth, and they're they're close enough that I think other than the remolded chest on the Takara version, they might as well be identical. Um, I mean, it's uh, like a... a darker white versus a bone, like a bright white and that chest are like the two things. Yeah. And I mean, they're both, they're both pretty good. I don't, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to flip over and find, uh, like images from 
Yeah. Looking at the uh the G1 toy, they're it's it's like split down the middle between the two of them, really. Yeah. Yeah, like in, in my case, it's just like they they both completely satisfy their function. Mm-hmm. Is how I feel, and it it just makes me realize I don't care that much about Scattershot as a standalone guy. Sorry, Scattershot. You're not real. I'm apologizing to a fictional character. I think that's about it for the, the talk between the two. I mean, like, there's also the case of looking at the two combined modes, but uh, that's real cut and dry to me, that, like, one is the toy, one is cartoon. The cartoon one looks more dynamic, but the toy one has better hands and feet. Blah, 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 blah. They also sell third-party hands and feet on the market if you're looking for them. You're, you're going to be set no matter what you do, I think. Um, the main question I think to ask yourself is, do you want a budget for both so you can pick and choose? Or are you okay with, are you okay with losing some stuff from one to gain stuff from the other? And and in many people's cases, given your individual taste, the gains from one might vastly outweigh the losses from the other. So just do like me and buy both. Yeah. Speaking for myself, I'm probably Mm going to down the road, just end up getting both. (laughs) Yeah. I've got one pre-ordered. I'll pre-order the other when it comes out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's go straight into BotCon proper. I'm going to turn to the actual topic list here. Uh, let's let's go to the BotCon exclusives now that we know what they all are. So the box set we've known for a while. Uh, the in-hand images honestly aren't telling me very much that I haven't already seen. Um, something I've not gotten clear, and mostly because I, I admit I haven't gone around asking all that much, is whether or not ra- uh, General Ramhorn's waist locks together well or if it's troubled like some of the uh, troubled brawls out there. I've heard actually nothing about that. Have either of you guys heard anything? I haven't heard. I nope. haven't seen anything about it. Yeah, I'm surprised because I thought that was going to be a big conversation either way. <laughs> like whether if it worked, people celebrating. If it didn't, people complaining. I I'm, All I'm left is like, does anyone actually transform the toy? Or did they even look at it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the combined mode, like it looks fine. Um the a little a little tech thing to throw out is apparently there was a weird factory thing where the factory the factory did not put Ravage's hand foot gun in the box and then shipped a giant box of his hand foot gun just a big bin of them separately from all the box sets. Whoops. So that was weird. <laughs> Everyone who went to pre-reg, like it was part of the routine told to the volunteers was give them this hand foot gun along with the box sets. And it just meant for a little period, there were a lot of confused people going like, why are you giving me this? Um, also, the, the freebie figure, uh, Terrorosaur, had no hand foot gun. And according to the to the roundtable panel, this give ahead briefly, uh, no hand foot gun was produced for Terrorosaur. Was the answer to why he has none. As to why none was produced, I don't know if it went any farther than that. Maybe we'll find out when I look at the actual panel answers. Uh, that just came that came off of my Twitter. Uh, as for the box set, though, other than that, I, I mean, we we've had our fun with with Ravage's head already. We can have a bit more fun, I think. The thing, the thing did not end up well. We uh, we had our fun in pre-recording, so we haven't had it on this. I haven't had yet. my fun. Yeah, TJ, what what's up with this head, huh? <laughs> He looks like Tom got smacked in the back of the head by Jerry with a frying pan. Yeah, so this head is this head is a lot of things. It's a tapestry of suffering, to quote myself. <laughs> it's undersized. Also, its facial features look kind of squished, and then the back half of the head is gone. It just sort of ends on a flat surface all of a sudden. 
like just past the ball joint is what it looks like. Yes, and uh, according to General Techno, who I saw tweeting about this a bunch, he looked at Sunstreaker, who has, you know, a similarly flat kind of head sculpt and uses the same mold. There was room back there for more head. So something went funny with this toy. The T-Formers Twitter tweeted their gallery of in-hand pictures and their, their preview image was a profile shot of Tigatron. Because, like, just this is the kick toy of the convention, this head sculpt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron, what's your take on how that head sculpt turned out? Uh, man, I... Heads, man. Why are they so hard? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of answers to that question. Yeah, I... Yeah. Yeah. There was a there was a weird chain of discussion that apparently on a podcast Pete Sinclair had 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 hinted about some kind of add-on back half of the head that would be available at BotCon but apparently that didn't actually go anywhere. That was something I saw going, going around my Twitter. On That's back of the even head worse. Apparently that that was a statement. That was just an offhanded thing said during this recording in question. Like right. one, so. one step up from selling sound waves bandana. Yeah. Well, the joke was, was the back half of the head going to be made from dental mold rubber, or was it going to be made from something else? Would it be green? And then you'd have to paint it black yeah. uh, or white. Uh, speaking to the other new heads, I think the tarantula's head ended up looking pretty good. I've, I, I don't disagree with people who have said it looks a bit soft. Um, I guess I just it looks as I was hope, like hoping and expecting it would. The details don't seem to be gone. No, that tarantulas looks pretty clutch. It looks real good. Yeah, I, I think tarantulas is the highlight of that of, of the box set five. Um, yeah, the the three generals are all in a color that just seems to blow out in photography. It's, yeah, that color does not play nice with a consumer in your telephone camera. It, it yeah. washes completely. I, e- it, even even when I've seen what I would assume were better cameras taking photos of it, it just kind of goes away. Yeah, that color does. By all and... by all accounts, those the three generals turned out fine. Like the the little tiny bat wings aren't breaking off for anybody. The funny looking one is working physically, like as far as its practical use. Yeah. Uh, I've heard nothing uh, terrible about the the Predicus combined head. Like it, the little horn thing seems to be working or whatever. Uh, TJ, as for as for the non-ravage parts of the box, is there anything in here that stuck out to you that was like kind of fresh, seeing the in hand? Uh, not really. Like from the get go, I have not been a fan of this box set in any way. Mm. I, I think the mold choices are poor. I think the concept is poor. I don't get why a character who is meant to be thin and lanky and creepy was turned into a tank. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, it's a particular hand wave, which is the pre-Beast Wars, Beast Wars characters on Cybertron hand wave, which... Uh, he's, he's in transmetal colors. That, that part's weird. Um, also, the, it's cute, but the Megatron is called TM3 Megatron. There's a reason why it's TM3 without being transmetal, but it's also kind of like, mm, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, at least as far as the box set goes, I just no. So yeah, you, <laughs> I just you wasn't had, a you, fan. You had no expectations anyway. Nah. Okay. Well, going to the souvenirs. Well, actually, no. Let, let's let's quickly. Well, 
Okay, he's a souvenir. Let's talk about the freebie figure, Terrorsaur. I think Terrorsaur has has possibly the best new head sculpt of the entire show. I'm kind of astounded he's the freebie. <laughs> Uh, as was predicted when I had that conversation the other day, uh, one of the subscription figures is Fractal using the same head sculpt, and thank goodness, that's that looks like a really, really good new head sculpt. I think it's a crying shame that Terrorsaur has no hand-foot gun, because it's just, I mean, number one, if we're going to live in the bubble where if you have no hand-foot gun, you have no hands or feet, it just kind of sucks, because now part of his function is gone, and he uh -huh. otherwise looks great. Or we're in the world where, oh, there's a billion third-party hands and feet you could use instead. At which point I would say, I thought you didn't want me talking about those, but whatever. Uh, leaving that part out, as, as just as a terrorist, I, I think he looks real sharp. Uh, I, I feel like Bank could have been made selling him rather than having whatever else the free... What was the freebie, actually? Oh, no, he's the freebie. Uh, he's the freebie. Yeah, you said that yeah, already. Yeah, I'm, I'm mixing up my own hypotheticals here. <laughs> I, I'm surprised that he's not for sale and that someone else didn't end up the freebie like for instance tigatron who is a repaint of one of the box set figures uh mm -hmm. which it, it matches the profile of a freebie real well uh it's all is coming off way more backhanded than i intended but i think pterosaur looks real good i know aaron uh are you feeling the same way about him or are you seeing more more faults um, than i am i'm trying to find a picture of the side of his nose art Oh, there's nothing. Because every, everything thing. looks like straight down on him. There are a bunch of those on Instagram. Are there? Uh, I'd have to go to Instagram then. I can go dig one up. It'll just take me a second. But I, I think, I, I think I'm kind of with you. This would have made for a good sell versus a good gimme. It's um, a great gimme. I mean, get, the, getting that figure this, for free. This, yeah. <laughs> this one photo of him from our front page has him with a hand-foot gun, though. I think that's someone else's being put next that's to him. So, yeah, I mean, because that's off of, like, the Sunstreaker mold because it's the two intake engine block one. So I wonder if that got borrowed from Tigatron for these photos, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, that's probably what's going on, but... Now I can't find the photos that I thought were all over Instagram. Because I saw a profile shot of the cockpit. I thought it looked good. Yeah. But I... <laughs> I mean, it. he he looks good. Um, As as another limb guy. And I think that's that head is a good head yeah. for him. There, there was a uh, there was actually a, a real decent topic I saw the other day of Pterosaur makes a great third red limb for the predicus it's a shame there's no fourth red limb to have an all red predicus mm -hmm. uh but i don't know who that red character would have been off the top of my head um tj how are you feeling about uh combiner wars pterosaur it's not bad i mean i like it i like pterosaur getting some love because i feel like in the realm of like Re redone and revisit Beast Wars characters. He's kind of been neglected, and he did a lot in season one. Like the, if I recall correctly, the only reason he got pseudo killed at the start of season two was because the voice actor and the Hasbro thing of we want fresh toys in here. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like well, his character was he's kind of like Beast Wars Starscream essentially. Yeah, and okay that's kind of run its course and now we got like tarantulas who's kind of taken over that role so and then as i understand it the voice was was legitimately damaging to the actor to do that doesn't surprise me like my ear like i cringe whenever he 
shouted terrorize because it's just like i don't know how vocal cords make that noise yeah i remember when uh from from older botcons when it was a lot of beast wars actors a lot of the talk i i i'm recalling at least was that he really hurt himself doing that voice uh over the course of the whole season and that may well have played into like hey maybe we'll <laughs> stop asking him to cough up blood every few episodes <laughs> <laughs> other than that like i do think it's a good job I I do like I do like the look of the jet mode for you know something that's supposed to be a pteranodon typically. I do like the use of camo to kind of give it the look of like you know differentiating skin colors. Yeah, yeah, it, it works out really well. Mm-hmm. I, I think it I think it turned out uh, real nice. I'd love to see one in person. I'm hoping that I'll 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 spot one uh, at TFCon so I can get a good look at that deco you know without the filter of a, a cell phone camera. Um. Going to the, the quote-unquote centerpiece exclusive, uh, coming to you from the never-took-place OTFCC 2005, we've got TM3, but not Transmetal 3 Megatron, uh, which is apparently just the Megatron from Botcon 06 wearing a better suit of armor before he moved into the one from uh, Cybertron Defense Red Alert. Uh, so this is this is a Gigatron from Car Robots with a fresh Beast Wars Megatron head sculpt, done up in Transmetal 2 Megatron colors, with the main alt mode being the two-headed dragon. Uh, all accounts are in person. This thing looks uh, real good. Um, the the main... Uh, I guess the, the part that didn't go well on this one is the eyes on the two dragon heads are unpainted. Apparently that paint app was lost for the sake of all the other ones happening. Um, so apparently there was a budget ceiling on this, I am assuming. The new head sculpt on him, I've looked at a lot of photos of it. It looks like the best new head sculpt of the show, by far. Yeah. It's the one where you look at it and go like, you know what? If Ravage and Tigatron had to turn out that way, so this one turned out like this, I feel super okay with that. <laughs> As someone who's not going and ending up with a Ravage and or Tigatron. Uh, I, I think it turned out real good. I think it's a it's a poignant thing to end the, the fan run cycle of official Transformers conventions on. Uh, kind of a bummer that apparently one person bought the last 40 of them today. So the market on this guy will be a mess for a good long time. Uh, yeah. By the way, I, I did some, me and me and Aaron did a little bit of uh, of Twitter digging because that's a, a little story ongoing. A lot of the Twitterverse is saying Big Bad Toy Store bought the last 40. Uh, unrelated confirmations have stated that Big Bad Toy Store was not the one who went and bought the last 40 Megatrons. But a single person did buy the last 40 Megatrons. Yes. Uh, and that still kind of sucks to happen on Saturday morning. Uh, me and Aaron have been yeah. trying to remember. Uh, we'll not go too long on this part because neither of us remember. Uh, <laughs> we're both real sure that... It wasn't at least until, like, Saturday afternoon that that limit would be released. I remember distinctly Saturday morning before noon always being the final safety window to get souvenirs before... Right, if you didn't want to wait in that line or you had and had something messed up, that was, like, your opportunity to still go over and get a a corrected one or get a new one. Yeah. And there's a part of me that's thinking it was, like, a... A relaxed and then wide open on Sundays, but I I don't know. Yeah, I just I, I was really like I'm not surprised someone swooped in and bought all the remaining ones once the limit was over. I just was really surprised that that limit was today being lifted. Yeah, uh, I could have sworn it would have been on Sunday, but I mean I'm not there. Whatever, and 
at the end of the day, I feel like if you're going to get mad at the guy who bought the last 40 of them, bear in mind he dropped, uh, what, like three and a half thousand dollars on mm -hmm. 40 copies of one toy, making the admittedly probably sound gambit that he'll be able to make some bank back on that investment. Right. Uh, could it could have just been someone who really wanted to see all ten modes four times over? That's, well, no, he wanted to see all forty modes because he's one of those real crazy people from back in the day. Oh, he's got oh, he's got God, saved. I remember that? He has a graph. <laughs> you remember that? Where right? you had to, you had to have the Gigatron version because it had additional pegs and a slightly better cut ball joint somewhere mm -hmm. or something like that. I've uh, I've actually been wondering whether this TM3 Megatron is the Devil Gigatron version or not. I Why wouldn't they use it? I mean, like, I'm assuming that's the, only, that's the only version that Hasbro didn't use. Yeah, yeah. I'm, assu I'm assuming that like whatever mold they had m would probably just be that revision. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I cause all I remembered was there was a difference because all I remembered was there was some extra peg somewhere. Mm -hmm. I was I want to say Deathsaurus was using that mold. Yeah, yeah, it, it probably is. I mean, I'll I will never remember to check <laughs> after this recording. <laughs> That'd be like the 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 final thing of, that you remember from Botcon is that well they finally they finally did that toy they were saying they were going to do for years and oh, oh they used the wrong version. Well, okay, so there is a little thing that became a thing about this toy. I'm going to also just lay out right up front. I don't really care about this thing. I don't I don't see how this is a big deal myself, but I'm I'm a lot less picky about these kind of specifics. So he has a spark crystal there in the center of his chest, oh. and it's the orange Dinobot spark crystal. Uh, <laughs> honestly to me half the time a spark crystal just looks like a sort of nondescript glob of color yeah i don't really care but there was a long discussion about this uh it was pieced together throughout the thread that if you look historically at the use of spark crystals they have outside of bacon and in bacon spark crystals have constantly been misused uh, due to the way they are installed in the factory. Also, I believe someone said there's no instance of a Predacon spark crystal sculpt being in translucent orange plastic shell. I, anyway, that's a thing to know, basically. <laughs> if that is really important to you, and if that ruins the toy, then the toy is ruined. Don't, it's, don't it's, go and get one. <laughs> It's okay. He's got like three dinosaur modes. He's fine. Yeah, I mean, like at the end, of the, I, I found that like of all the things to get angry about, speaking to someone who certainly is totally ready to get angry about stuff, like I was like that. That seems really like I wouldn't. I would have nothing to offer to that conversation if yeah, I was in it. Right? That is no. That's just absolutely hysterical. Yeah, I just think it's funny. It's like yo, the, <laughs> in the very center of his chest, <laughs> stuff got fun pumped. Yo. Uh... <laughs> But it looks fine, and it, I don't know. And it, I never even noticed it until someone pointed it out. So I guess look, it, ha it had to happen somewhere on here. Well, there's one other thing. Although this is this is more so just the state of Vac Metal Chrome on toys these days. Apparently, some people have reported his his Vac Metal Chrome has been prone to flaking. That's also been the case for Vac Metal Chrome on Transformers since like a couple years Never. ago. Well, particularly since a couple of years ago, it's, it's, it seems like Vac Metal Chrome sucks, it turns out. <laughs> Maybe stop using it. Yeah, yeah. Should, should I dig out my Beast Machines Jetstorm and give you an example? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going back to like... Uh, uh, and by dig out, I mean find this little blue pile of Frosted Flakes that he's buried under right now. Yeah, 
<laughs> I'm afraid of what's happened to mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm only rewinding back to Leader Jetfire and his Chrome, which was also I, I found to be a pretty flaky mess. God, that's always the one. That's always the toy that makes me feel bad for like Bacon and OTFCC box collectors because they've got a Cyclonus that's like super rare. I never opened that Cyclonus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's been probably a- the. The best idea you ever had. He's been in a cabinet for, uh, what, over a decade now? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I ever were to go back and do video reviews of old convention toys, the review of him would be, don't take him out, and then the review would be over. <laughs> Just don't look at him, don't breathe near him. Yeah, leave him in the don't, box. Don't don't make eye contact, don't look, don't look at him. Back when that toy came out, I made the decision, oh, I shouldn't open this because I have to put him in a suitcase, and I know that the, the jet storm is flaky, I don't want to mess up my Cyclonus, and I just never opened him, and then, like, years passed, and I went, like, I should just leave him like this. Uh, but yeah, there, there's, uh, you know, be careful with the, with the Chrome on Megatron, like, it, I agree with people who will say, if you're going to do Chrome, at least do it on the guy that's referencing Transmetals, because that's kind of, for better and for much for worse, that's sort of a thing of Transmetals. It has a place mm-hmm. there. Um, I believe you can use Future Floor Polish to do a, a light coating over the Chrome to, to help seal it, if you want to protect it. But be, be aware that that's a thing on this guy. Uh, other Beast Wars exclusives uh, at this convention include Tigatron! He's, his head sucks. That's all there I got. There is part of me. There is part of me that has some respect for them using that mold, like using the exact same head as Ravage, because now it's a throwback to an old Botcon exclusive. Also, now Tigatron has had three Botcon exclusive appearances. This is the third one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so. So in the in the realm of Botcon, it's him and Breakdown. Botcon has made up more lore for Tigatron than he ever was intended to have for before he was <laughs> on the show. And I guess for a, a brief moment after as well. Uh also uh much like Tigatron using the the other Stunticon car uh mold with four wheels. I'm it's dead end. Uh is Unit 3 who is a redeco of Streetwise. Uh, his name is a reference to Under 3, which was the fan name for a McDonald's toy that was a lion head that split in half and there was a robot sculpted inside. Uh, apparently, uh, the writer of the bios and comic, Jean-Paul Bove, I believe confirmed he's supposed to be Steeljaw, as as far as like who he actually is before he changed his name to Unit 3. Um I, I I don't think he's actually in this front page item, but you guys have seen him, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I think of all the exclusives aside from the two that I thought looked good, as far as the ones I, I wouldn't want to go out of my way to get, I thought he looked pretty neat. But that's about it. Like I, I think he's he looks like a pretty cool car with a pretty cool paint job. I almost kind of wish instead of a maximal symbol, he had an Autobot symbol because then he would just work as a random combiner limb. Uh, yeah. But he looks. I think. I think of of all the beast oriented exclusives, he's the second best one with Megatron being up top, and pretending Terrorosaur is not on the list because you can't buy him. Uh, but I don't know, Aaron. How you feel about Unit Three? Uh, it's neat. This is a, again. This is a place where I think this is a good shout out for a fan thing because it was like the little 
like under three years of age toy from McDonald's that was it was like a clamshell lion head thing that you opened up if nobody knows what who under three is and the reason why he's under three is because on the baggie the name was in the same location as the names for everything else it's the perfect kind so of that must be toy. its name so right it's the perfect kind of of thing to look at point at give a nod to like hey it's a geeky thing it's a good look that works and that's a whole lot of noise it oh, sound, I thought I hit that mute button. That sorry sounds like a bucket no. device. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought. I thought. I'm sorry, I'm making martinis over here. I thought Aaron well, was just like send, dumping. Send a, one to me. I thought Aaron was <laughs> dumping a Lego bucket out somewhere while he was talking. And I was like, I guess if you gotta, you gotta. Oh, apparently, you have to hit this mute button a little bit more firmly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Unit three. I I, I was actually kind of bummed out about the steel jaw part because I was way more into an original version of the character. Mm-hmm. Just being Unit Three. There's a thing about the Balkan fiction in general that gets very throwbacky in a way that I feel, I feel it drags down some of, some of the impact in general, which we'll, right. we'll get to once we finish talking about the toys. Um, really surprised Unit Three doesn't have a photo here. I guess if I scroll down a little bit. Oh yeah, there's one from the. From he, the case. he ends up in the back of yeah, in in the back of case photos. Yeah, I, I had a. He's a great example of how to redeco the Streetwise head to not look like Streetwise at a glance. Mm-hmm. So it took it took me a few in hand photos to really like nail down like did they do a new head sculpt for this guy or not? Um, DJ, did did you feel any warmth for the Unit Three concept? Honestly, not really. I, I get that it's a neat little fan thing to do. It's a very bizarre toy to dig up and, you know, uh, homage like this. This just feels a little bit too goofball for me. Well, he he, like, he has another reason for existing as well. Because they needed another leg for Magna Boss. Yeah. <laughs> which we'll talk about in just a sec. <laughs> uh, still, I'm... It, it it's a it's a really bizarre one to throw in, like of all toys, homage. This this feels like something that someone said. Hey, wouldn't it be funny if? Mm-hmm. And that's about as far as the discussion went. Yeah. Well, th- I know it's 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 no, it's just not one for me. There was another. Wouldn't it be funny if? Where if you took a look at Magnum Boss, they they have a Tripredicus, they have a Predicus in this set. So you know who does Predicus fight? Magnum Boss, who was originally made from Silverbolt, Ironhide. And Prowl. Hey, it turns out, if you take oh, Combiner yeah. Wars, Silverbolt, Ironhide, and Prowl, you have a Combiner with two limbs. So if you take Tigatron to Unit 3, now he's done. So the way that this worked is that they had, I think it was very limited run, but they had a sticker sheet for Combiner Wars, Silverbolt, Ironhide, and Prowl, if you essentially went and bought a second copy of those three toys. Or, I guess, donated your existing ones to this cause. Uh, you could make Botcon Magna Boss. The stickers do a pretty neat effect, adding feathers to the chest. They then do... I don't know the right word for it, because it's, it's not bad, it's not good, it's not endearing. It's like, it's like I want to just... I wanted to have taken someone aside to go like, look, just if you got it, you got it, but like, make fun of it too, because you got to fall on a sword over this. The, the, they did a set of stickers to change the Superion head to the Magnaboss head, which meant a bunch of stickers to paint, to paint the face orange and to just add a drawn mouth on the front of the faceplate. Superion's yeah. faceplate sticks forward a whole lot, which means that this very tenuous effect 
becomes extremely comical. Mm-hmm. Also, the, he still just looks like Superion with different limbs. Mm-hmm. The, the feather sticker is on the chest. It's neat. It starts to do something, but uh, it stops doing that same something right after it starts. Uh, I don't need. I don't think it's really worth like going in depth on trash in the thing. It's very much a bonus idea, <laughs> right? But... It's, it's 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 a neat idea that seems like maybe it needed just another pass. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if? Yeah, like this was somebody's idea three weeks ago. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we could get the sticker set and do this. Yeah, that'd be cool. We could do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then, like, just didn't get that next cycle. They really accurately predicted how many sets of those stickers to make. Mm-hmm. Which I believe was 40 the last I checked. But I'm not sure. Anyway, that's the other BotCon combiner. That's why I think Unit 3 exists, for the most part. Uh, that's why Tigatron's also a combiner limb. On the whole, the whole, the whole Predacons and Maximals as Combiners thing, because Combiner Wars the toys right now, and it's the Beast Wars anniversary. It's like these are two, these are two ideas that have been placed next to each other, and then that's about it as far as how I've been able to take them. Like I, I just don't feel, I don't feel anything as far as the the ideas being concrete, other than happenstance of what the current toys are to use. And it just, it just comes off like I, I don't feel I don't feel like, oh, my God, I can't believe that I'm missing out on this hot, fresh Combiner Wars action. It just feels like, well, that would be funny if I was there and getting the toys anyway. But I don't know. It's just, it's just, just not, looking at that shot of the two Combiners next to each other. I'm like, I don't care. Um, TJ, how are you feeling about this, the whole like fulfilling the Magna Boss versus the Predicus scenario? Uh, ha, 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 ha. This is dumb. <laughs> I, 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 yep. I can't sugarcoat this. This is just dumb. And, uh, Aaron, how are you feeling about uh, Magnaboss versus Predicus here? I, yeah. It, like I said, it's something that it's a great, like, start of an idea. Like, this was on a, a whiteboard of ideas, and then they walked away from it and came back at the end like, uh-oh. <laughs> that was still on there? Uh-oh. Okay. Well, we can... we can, Yeah, we can do it. Yeah. Stickers and away. There's nothing... Like I said, there's, there's, that's about all there is to say about it. Because, like, if you're at the show and you're, you know, mm-hmm. if you're at the show and you're already getting everything anyway, then, yo, get the sticker sheet. It's like a bonus feature or whatever. <laughs> Go find some Junker Combiner Wars or wait until they're at, like, Walgreens and you'll be set. I don't know. But, like, you know... If, from the outside perspective, it's like, yeah, I'd, whatever. That I guess that happened. Yeah, I think maybe something that could have pumped this up a little bit is if they got a hold of because none of those were terribly great sell-through things. If they had managed to get, like, that Voyager and two Deluxes and the sticker sheet and sold it as, like, a $40 kit and if, or a $50 and kit. And if they kept the run just at be 40 like, like, just find right. 40 of each of those toys... Right, and just been like, hey, we've got this, here you go, it's a neat little thing that you can throw together, and we've got it as one kit, you don't have to cannibalize your existing stuff, you don't have to go find that other stuff, because we've got our web store that was a web store, 
And so we ended up with these and put some of them together like that. I think that would have been a neat way to, like, pull it together all the way. But I think I think I gotta believe. I gotta believe that it was at least bounced around of, hey, why don't we ask Hasbro if their new uh, custom shipping assortment thing could be used to leverage this. Mm-hmm. And maybe this speaks to the custom shipping assortment thing still not actually being very concrete whatsoever. Because, uh, yeah, I think that I think that that's actually that would have had so much more, at least as a jokey thing to pick up at the show. That would have mm-hmm. had a lot more impact of like, and if you want to finish your Magna Boss, here's this dumb thing. I think it's the kind of thing where they like you've got to just call it a dumb thing too. Like that doesn't right. mean no one's gonna buy it. Um, I was right. I was saying the same thing about the Ravage head sculpt. Like, just look at it, and then when it, when it debuts, fall on the sword and mock it a little bit. You know, make make that the draw yeah. that this thing went so wrong. Don't you want to get a copy yourself? Uh, yeah, and that's something that I I frequently look at. S- parts like this and just think man there's we all know that it's silly and goofy and trying to keep the serious face on the whole time there's like man you know crack a grin point at it and go i mean and we did this too because you know why not and that to me is like an attitude thing that could go a long way to to being something where it's like okay yeah that all right, you you saw a goofy thing that could be done, and you did the goofy thing, and we know it's goofy, and you know it's goofy, so we're all goofy. And cool, when, right? when your numbers yeah. are so limited, I think it really works. Right, the self-deprecation approach. Yeah, at the end of the day, you're dealing in toys, like they're meant to be goofy and silly mm-hmm. and funny. You know, I own Megatrons that turn into a Sega Genesis. You know, people own transforming hats and shoes and ice cream bars. <laughs> yes, be goofy embrace it yeah like i just you know if you really needed to do that ravage thing and the head sculpt just isn't working then just fall on the sword and like crack a joke like mm-hmm. go like yo tigertron got the back half of his head blown off but hey thank goodness he's a robot and can survive that right nah yeah it didn't go that well <laughs> like your devoted fans are probably still gonna buy it anyway they're probably going to also talk up how humble you're being i don't know even like this didn't need the help, but they had like a rubber ducky where they just bought, I think, like 50 rubber duckies and they stamped the Bokkan logo on it and they sold it as the Bokkan rubber ducky because it's the, the Megatron year, you know? Right. They, this didn't need that help, but that's another thing where I would have just gone, I would have just made that the draw. We went. You just and, lean into it. We went yeah. and bought a bunch of rubber ducks and stamped our logo on them. Do you want one? And like that wouldn't make people not buy it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like I now in our current the current culture that we have with you know the people in the prime of their lives the the twenty to I don't know sixty age range those are the kind of people who generally buy into self deprecating stuff of like yeah you Nimrods you just stamped a bunch of rubber ducks I'll buy one of those you dumbass uh, but the, you know the rubber ducks also sold through because David K was there to do autographs on Friday and what's a better thing to get signed than a rubber duck. There's probably actually answers to that question, but like that was rhetorical. Uh, anyway, that's that's straying away from the other souvenir toys that we have yet to talk about. Air Razor, straight redeco of Slipstream. Lots of debates I've seen as to whether or not the straight Slipstream head sculpt works redecoed as Air Razor. Uh, speaking personally. I feel like something is missing from it to work as Air Razor. I don't know what that is. If there's just a bit of flare, like some kind of fin, something just spiking up 
Uh, I feel like something is missing. I can entirely see how it's accomplishing enough with the deco work, like the the crest around the head totally is doing a whole lot. Uh, the those like wavy feather lines everywhere, like that's that's doing a ton. The deco is good. I don't feel like the head is quite enough as it is stock, but it's survivable. Uh, I also don't feel like I really need this figure. Uh, it's it's the slipstream windblade mold, uh, the slipstream version of the windblade mold. Uh, mm -hmm. This also was produced in lower numbers than even Megatron was, which I found confusing, but I, I wonder if that has to do with the Slipstream mold more than anything else. Uh, Aaron, how are you feeling about this version of pre-Beast Airraiser? Um, I, I think she's cool. I think the feather effects look really good. Yeah. That, that layering does a good job of making the smooth areas look uh, filled out. Um. This is another one of those, um, like Megatron. Well, Megatron's the one that I regret not having right now the most. Um, I think Air Razor does a good job too, because what was the last one she had? That was the out of Botcon was the double cockpit weird Energon one. I'm gonna well actually you there. That wasn't a Botcon toy. That was a club exclusive right oh, after Botcon yeah. 06. But yeah, that was That's the right. Energon Slug Slinger mold. Yeah, Slug Slinger. That's the one. Yeah. But no, this one looks good. Um, it would not be out of place in a display of not Beast Wars, Beast Wars toys. Mm -hmm. uh, TJ, how do you feel about this take on Air Razor? Uh, I'd say this one fits a little bit better than her previous attempt as Slug Slinger. Yeah, you know, for the time, I really like that Slug Slinger. It certainly didn't age super well. But, right. You know. I will give Botcon a lot of credit for daring to do another Air Razor after the last one languished in their shop for so long. Like, yeah. there was a time no one could get rid of that Air Razor. And I, I still think it's one of the hardest ones to sell off. It's so weird because mm -hmm. I actually kind of like that Air Razor. <laughs> but I got no, I can't really, like, defend any of the reasons why she's not working for people. Yeah. It's, it's, she kind of clicked, I, that Slug Slinger mold clicked with me back then. Yeah, I like so. I liked the Slug Slinger mold. Well enough, but I found it's a very divisive mold. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of people just down on that one. Slug Slinger and Sharktacon. They're both of them. I always find like Slug Slinger more uh, so, but I, I up until recent years, I found Sharktacon was in the same place. Why? Why Sharktacon is awesome? It's because it took so long for him to come out in palatable colors for most people. <laughs> I think. <laughs> like the moment Axelon came out, everyone's like, "Wait, why haven't we been buying this toy?" <laughs> It always reminds me of a friend of mine, like, when I first saw that, hey, I really like this new toy. You get it? Uh, yeah, I'll, they repaint everything. I'll wait for it to come out in non-garish colors. Eight years. Yeah, I mean, it came true, <laughs> finally. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you stuck to that. Uh, on the toy itself, uh, I do think the mold's a better fit. I like the I, I like the name Air Razor just works on something with VTOL wings. Yeah, totally. Uh, the head doesn't work for me. Yeah, I, I, uh, it's, I, it's it's to start. It's a goofy head sculpt to begin with because the smile was just a little bit too weird for Slipstream, and it's just as weird on Air Razor. Yeah, I felt bad talking trash on that head, given how many people on my feed were like, "I thought that was the best looking Bakon toy." And I was like, well, "I'm not going to tell you to stop feeling that way," but I, I just, yeah, I, I see what could work for someone. It just isn't clicking with me at all. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they, they, they got the eyes to pop. That's good. But yeah, I, I wish there was a fresh head on there. Uh, brings us to the last exclusive. And this was, 
I'm going to say the controversial thing that I've been saying all of, what, the last two days. Best exclusive of the show, the Reflector 3-pack. That's my opinion. I don't think either of you guys even agree with that. I, <laughs> you know, I'm... They're good as the 3-pack, but the weird camera mode that they tried to make... So... Looks... <laughs> There's history. There's history on these guys. So th- that reflector head is a Hasbro pre-tool, because um, mm-hmm. th- there was there was a plan at one point to release that toy as reflector. The uh, the the ratchet head on the custom class figures also a Hasbro pre-tool. I actually find that really tragic, and I hope mm-hmm. Takarotomi releases that uh, in their own form as a ratchet, because that looked like a good ratchet head. Yeah, uh, that that whole toy looked good because that's the like the truck mold, but with a big backpack thing, right? It's uh, the uh, Combiner Wars Ironhide, basically. Yeah, um, and yeah, I, 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 I hope, I really hope Takara Tomy can find a place in Unite Warriors to do up four other toys to come out with a ratchet. Like, just do some more of the '84 cast as mm-hmm. as Combiner Wars limbs. I would love that. I love the the action master esque uh veil over all those robot modes. But this reflector is another Hasbro pre-tool. So number one, I think the head sculpt looks good. Number two, I think it to- it totally suits the body. Number three, I have massive bias because that body was my t- Transformers toy of the year last year on our TFW site listing. Uh and then number four, I like that camera mode because it looks like junk that's trying to come to life. Like it doesn't work. But in a very loud, bombastic way, and I, I have two shockwaves, so I tested how that fit would work. That actually fits together, except for the fact that none of the legs lock in anywhere, aside from the guy who's in front. Yeah. Uh, except, here's the thing, I also don't think it's a camera. It looks, way, and I think that the bio made two huge mistakes. Number one, they tried to call that a camera mode. It's totally just an orbital satellite. Yeah. It, and I think that's the other thing. If they called that like a orbital strike satellite type thing, okay, yeah, cool. And that stems from the other mistake the bio makes, where it refers to their individual gun modes as camera modes. Yeah, and I'm like, no. I'm like, that you can't. Well, this this toy in my hands right now looks nut. I mean, I get maybe if it's like a really big telephoto lens. I'm like, you're looking. At, I'm like, to me, it's like you saw the, the lens. Things? You saw the lens, and then you stopped looking at it. It's like they. They are guns, and they turn into an orbital laser when they combine together. And to me, that totally works. And, like, the bio is, like, trying so hard. It's like, they turn into a giant camera that can see across the galaxy. I'm like, no, dude, they don't. They just turn into an orbital friggin' laser. Look at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm kind of excited now to get... I, I pre-ordered the Japanese Shockwave with cancer. Because uh, I'm going to get the Action Master Shockwave in the G2 Bruticus box set. I've got normal Shockwave. I think if I combine those three together, I suddenly have my Energon Shock Blast homage that's been hidden in those toys this whole time. Because Energon mm. Shock Blast's best alt mode was his crazy satellite mode. My opinion. Well, well, that's the that's the one where he actually looks transformed as opposed to the, you know, like the Mazer tank mode where it looks like him in a yoga position. That that tank mode is is there's a thing about that tank mode where when you don't look at it from the side. It it when it's in motion being turned around, it looks more like a tank than when it's still. It's really weird because yeah, when you look at it from the side, it it does just look like he's doing the splits and like a sort of power pose. But I really like these reflectors, uh, and I, I feel all happy because now I really like something that 
a huge amount of people have been talking mad trash on, and I don't feel an inkling to defend these toys whatsoever, because I, I know how much of this is my bias of the base mold, but, uh, TJ, ignoring my biases, how do you feel about the Reflector 3-pack? This is absurd. Uh, there is, there is part of me that agrees that it is miscast. Like, I understand it's a Hasbro head tool, but the only thing that makes that toy reflector in any way, shape, or form is the fact that you kind of have a lens chest thing that could kind of pass for their chest. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's about all you have going for you because he's absolutely a gun, or at the <laughs> most, a flying cannon. Like, I've owned a lot of camcorders. None of them have looked like that. Well, let me, let me lay something on you. Reflector has turned into a gun before when he was the pack-in partner for Legend Shrapnel. Oh, yeah, so we got, he also yeah. had a camera mode. I know, we got some etymology here. He's a gun, right? And now he's just given up being a camera. He's just a giant orbital laser when he combines with his pals. <laughs> I would give them credit for coming up with some goofy little way of making them all combine into something that looks like something. It is hysterically weird, but at least it is something. Someone spent a lot of time on figuring out how to get those arm locks to lock, like, around that mode. Like, yeah. there's, there's something fan mode respectable about it, but I also can't believe that they, like, just put it... Again, that's another thing. That's where you can't just straight-facedly go, like, and here's his camera mode. Like, that's gotta be like, yo, yeah. we, we clutch this dumbass satellite mode at that I guess you could call a camera. Like, you gotta just... You gotta make fun of how dumb it looks. Because mm -hmm. that, would, that would make it all the more endearing. I think my first reaction was, hey, it's the final BotCon. They finally did a Reflector Troop Builder pack, and it wasn't the one people thought it was going to be for so long. Yeah, I'm actually, like, incredibly relieved it isn't Reflector trying to live on the Perceptor mold. But I think that would look okay, but, like, three of them is a bit much. But it's Reflector. It's supposed to be three. Yeah, I guess. I guess what I'm saying is... I'm easily bribed with reflectors, but I think this looks way more fun because also it makes him little, you know, something about that fits in more. I, I always think of reflector as kind of short, not like squat short, just yeah. he's, he's the shortest guy of all the normal looking guys. Uh, Aaron, how do you feel about the reflector three pack? Um, I dig that it's a three pack. I kind of wish that like their armbands were maybe different colors. Yeah, I think my biggest disappointment with these guys was actually that they are all identical. Yeah, I mean, it's the easiest way to get a whole bunch of them done. Yeah. And it's not a, air quotes, deal breaker on it, but something to differentiate, especially since they just have, like, the reflector bio card. Yeah, and the... Because I think, like, land shark, air shark, sea shark, whatever were all the same, but still had three different bios And the, cards. And the bio uh -huh. is, is actually referring to their... I think easily forgotten appearance in IDW. Yeah. Uh, and, so, and in IDW, they were drawn as toy reflector where they all looked completely different from each other. Right. So yeah, it's, it's it, I mean, yeah, it's reflector. And if you want, you can make all three of them look the same. I just, I, I was hoping that there would be, like you said, like a little color band or something to differentiate them. And then do they have, I guess that image is, is not like it's an official thing. They have it transformed weird. With like the handle above the the arms together. Oh yeah, yeah the the alt mode pictures here look funny. I don't actually oh, I, I don't know how they did that. <laughs> I think that's just if you take the arms and combine them without angling them up, 
you can put the handle over top of. Oh, I guess so. Oh, I guess that but, makes them look more like a camera? No, it doesn't. No, it, it makes them <laughs> flat. It, you could use them as like a club then rather than a gun. Right. They're by other transforming them that way. Yeah. Yeah. You remember all those times Reflector was a club with weird pointy things on the side of it? Of course I do. Right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, to me, this is this is the exclusive of the show. Like, I think that Megatron looks great, but I think the Reflector, like, speaks to me more entirely because of the base body and then ancillarily because of the really, really dumb combined mode that like it's just it crosses a very special Rubicon because <laughs> it at a glance, if you don't look at it for too long, it, if you look at a thumbnail of it, it's like, oh, they did a camera mode. But then the more yeah. you look at it, the more like, wait, what the f where's the what? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very impressed by that reflector. I also want to throw shouts out to uh, the man on the floor that I was talking to, uh, Darth Prime 27. Uh, he was able to hook me up with the set of reflector because he asked me while he was in line if I was looking for anything. And I was like, yeah, dude, how about that hot reflector action? Uh Probably not something that one would need to be hooked up for, given how it seems that me and maybe five other people even think they look okay. But eh, reflector, more shockwave. I, I, th I think it's. I mean, I like the shockwave mold, and I think that reflector is a good use of it. Yeah. Other than, like I said, the weird kind of way that they tried to make a camera out of it. Oh, by the way, the golden ticket exclusive figure. <laughs> was Reflector entirely done in translucent purple with a little bit of paint detailing that kind of makes him look like Wonder Man to me. Okay. Uh, and he was called Flash Sentry. And if I read my Twitter right, I think Proto Man wrote the bio for Flash Sentry. Oh boy. But I didn't check it all. I didn't, I didn't really read into that too much. Uh, I might have misunderstood something. But that was the Golden Ticket exclusive Legends figure was... Uh, was Reflector entirely done in translucent purple with some red detailings here and there. Uh, basically a figure made for TJ. Sure. Yeah. Solid trans purple. Uh, that's the kind the of very thing... Le at the very least, it's <laughs> the price of an intact one is going to be astronomical one day. That's the kind of thing to... If you're going to go down this dank road of a golden ticket exclusive figure, at least they did the exact kind of thing to do for that. Which is a figure that has absolutely no draw outside of being the thing you get for spending too much money. Uh, I think it was it was perfect. It's like okay, we did one of our toys, but fully translucent. Here you go. It's like the lucky draw, you know. Uh, they the, the bio for him refers to like it makes a joke about how reflectors showed up in the background of the cartoon all the time, and it's one of them exists between the dimensions, and his name is Flash Sentry, which apparently actually is a name from uh, the current My Little Pony series, but I I haven't read too far into all of that stuff. All these toys also come with uh, a bunch of fiction that was written by Jean-Paul Bove, uh, Wordmongerer is his web pseudonym. Uh, he... He's not a regular Transformers writer, but he's a fan. Uh, he, he works with IDW, uh, and he uh, he wrote the comic, and he's been fielding a lot of questions about the comic. He's been fielding a lot of heat as well, uh, to the point where I feel a little bit bad for him. Because <laughs> uh, he, wanted, he wanted to do something that he thought was cool, which was marry some... It was to, to marry the timelines a bit and tell some more of the story between G1 and Beast Wars. Uh and he's coming from a somewhat outside perspective. Obviously not fully outside. He's still a fan, but 
if you spent enough time in the fandom and you've seen enough stories that try to bridge G1 and Beast Wars, I kind of agree with the school of thought that that is a period that is not really bridgeable anymore. It's it's a period best left vague. Uh, the comic does some stuff that is kind of weird. Uh, there's a couple cool ideas. Like I like the idea where they try to explain why protoforms are these silver gooey things, which is it was a Tripredicus Council plot to reformat Transformers into a more malleable state. Uh, but then there's also this whole thing of the Tripredicus Council and their two agents can combine, I guess. <laughs> and Magna Boss is a thing. And yeah, yeah, like there's parts of it that are kind of neat, but then parts that are kind of like, I guess so. Oh, like this is a BotCon comic, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's something that when they try and universe this stuff, where I just kind of like the uh, um, like Marvel, the way that they do some of their like side universe idea things of just just have it be its own thing and it doesn't have to be the like super one Japanese timeline th- that they always end up doing how everything is G1 even if it's totally not um just just let it be a thing you could again you can just let it be a cool goofy thing that you made that doesn't have to be a story that ties into eight other stories yeah and, and what what uh what what Jean-Paul Bove um did that that he talked about in the thread a whole bunch is uh he left a lot of things kind of vague. Like the, the thing that was really yelled about were the bios of the Tripredicus Council, where if you read the bios, it became very, it read a whole lot. Like they like the implication was that like C clamp was like, I think shockwave or Soundwave, And like that, it's like, they're all ancient transformers. And then, so what he said was that he had ideas of who they might be, but he's not going to share that. Like he was, he's going to tell you who unit three is. Cause that's very defined, but for the Tripredicus council, he wanted them to be very vague. So it'd be up to interpretation, uh, especially because there's only the one comic book and that, you know, he, he didn't, he doesn't want to, to be literally wants it to be up to the reader to decide who they might be. And there's a part of that, that I feel empathy towards. It's, it's just, it's a very outside approach. I feel to where Transformers fiction has gone in the last few years. It sound it the whole summary of it read a whole lot like this sounds like a super awesome Botcon comic book from the late 90s or early 2000s when there wasn't very much media in general. But as it is now, when there's so much to compare it to, a lot of parts of it sound kind of weak. Um mm-hmm. divorced from just reading it at the event. By all accounts, just reading it at the event is like, well, that was fun. And you know, that's that. Um, but I, I feel I felt a little bad for him when he was like really kind of fending off the firing squad in the TFW discussion thread. Uh, I don't think he was it, it didn't feel like he was expecting that kind of response. Uh, and I can empathize with that. I also think that some of the stuff in that book just sounded kind of silly. <laughs> Uh, there was one thing apparently, so there's a thing going around where it, it was apparently implied in the book that G1 Inferno is actually Beast Wars Inferno. That I heard. Jean-Paul, I want to say I read a reply from him saying that he he did not actually intend for that to be a super concrete thing. He intended for that to be a cute little, like, hey, maybe kind of thing. So... That's fine, but yeah, that like, as a bullet point, I was like, uh, oh, okay, <laughs> if that's what we're going to do. Uh, 
anyway, the, the book will be, I believe IDW is releasing that book on its own because um, IDW handled most of that stuff. So it'll be something everyone can read uh, eventually. I'll, I'll take a look at it because like, I, I like the artist and and now I feel bad for the writer. So I want to go check it out to give it a fair shake. Uh, TJ, did you hear much about the book or aside from just like Twitter footnotes or was that about it for you? No, I, I don't even think I saw Twitter footnotes about it. I, I comparatively, I barely follow anyone on Twitter, but. Um, yeah, the little nuggets I've picked up, like the implication that G1 Inferno is somehow Beast Wars Inferno, and like they're all implied to be G1 characters. Like, I never really liked the idea that these characters were G1 characters, like brought to Beast Wars. Like, I kind of like this idea that, well, we fought our war and we just kind of moved on, and now there's, you know, Maximals and Predacons, and yeah. You know, it's the it's a new generational thing, and we don't have to rely on a bunch of old characters being drudged up and, you know, back into the war. But, uh, I don't know. I've not read the comic. I've only heard little tiny snippets, so I am probably not one to properly judge. Yeah, but... well, once I once it became clear that the the whole Inferno relation thing was an Easter egg at best. I was like, all right, like, maybe this is getting blown a bit out of proportion. I'd like to give the comic a shot. You know, what? I'm assuming it'll be available digitally uh, since it's IDW. But uh, Aaron, was there anything else you wanted to drop in about the comic? Or did you just kind of hear stuff? No. All right. I'm good. Then let's move on to the Hasbro stuff. Uh, Hasbro's panel was admittedly scooped by the last few months of pieces of photos and whole photos leaking out all over the internet, but there were still some fresh things in here. Um, so I'll just, I'm going to take a quick look at the panel report, see if there's anything really to point out specifically, uh, as far as the RID stuff, nothing ground shaking. Um, they identified who some of the new Titan Master standalone heads are, uh, Sky Tread is Flywheels, and Clobber is Grimlock. That's who the, what the heads are supposed to be. That's, those are just standalone no. heads. So yeah, they, they apparently specified that Clobber is Grimlock's head. Okay. Um, I guess just uh, I, that that reads to me as like, well, for fun, what if we make one of the heads Grimlock? <laughs> you can have Grimlock just be a head that takes over bodies. Uh, they also, uh, you know, Weird Wolf is confirmed. His name is now Wolf Wire because... I guess they couldn't get the name Weird Wolf, and Wolf Wire yeah. is just as awkward to say. Uh, uh, highbrow. It's WW. Yeah, it's LFW in the middle of that one. Wolf Wire. And a highbrow is confirmed, which makes me happy because now my original seven are happening in Titan's Return. I no longer care who else happens. Whatever, bring them all on. You did the ones you had to. He said, completely frustrating all horror con and headmaster junior fans across the internet uh we got an official look at the alpha trion that leaked out a little while ago um groove is happening stateside in may as the, as the next may mayhem figure so that's good all the e-tailers i guess are going to get deluxe grooves so if you really want one you don't have to buy a whole gift set i'm i'm actually super happy about that because i've wanted to experience that figure and i love extra limbs and I didn't want to buy the gift set. 
Uh, Copytron, he has ankle tilts like Victorion. Uh, American Groove is going to look different than Japanese Groove. I think they sent out a render. I don't. I didn't do any side by side stuff. I'm just assuming it's going to be minor color differences. Um, then there's the big fresh platinum stuff uh, and SGCC stuff. The platinum stuff they're doing that 86 movie set with a whole bunch of toys, including a leader class toy. I'm terrified what that's going to cost. And then yeah. that's... and the only thing to me that looks good out of that is the gold, um, or or metallicy on Springer. Beyond that, they look like just exactly the toys that came out in the past. It's a it's a really cool visual seeing all those characters in a box. Yeah, but yeah, it it, it, it is a cool thing altogether. And if somebody wants to get it, I'm not going to poo poo on them for it. And it looks like maybe Ultra Magnus has some metallic paint instead of just the flat blue paint from before. But I think this is something that might be an easy skip for if you have you know been collecting toys for quite a while and it's also going to be a platinum set so it'll probably be what 250 dollars yeah. for the oh the platinum police are coming by they're like no it's going to be 350 there's a leader toy maybe just two bills well minimus ambus is in there too so you know beloved oh, 80... what do you say what do you say that adds 30 dollars Bel- to it beloved 86 movie character minimus ambus I love him being front and center in that box set and not like in a bag in the back because or, or just thrown into Ultra Magnus. There's there's a sect of the fandom who can't stand seeing Minimus Ambus as a toy, and I love the I love the idea of an '86 movie oriented box set just having him right up front in the middle of the tray. <laughs> uh, San Diego set also looks interesting. The Titan Force. Um, I, when we get to the pictures, I'll talk more about about that. Uh, Oh, let's let's go over just from the end of the panel. Apparently, there was a teaser for Overlord in 2017. Uh, that's been rumored to be on a whiteboard for years, so that's kind of cool. Uh, from the Q and A, apparently they are working on more masterpiece, but U.S. licensing is making it real hard. I think that's what everyone has been assuming. So it's nice to hear confirmation on that. Mm-hmm. Someone asked if uh, Kindle fanfic might get something for Transformers, like for GI Joe. They've explored it. That's all they have so far. Currently, no plans for any kind of celebratory Beast Wars stuff. Masterpiece Primal is a Takara thing right now. Sorry, guys. Uh, I'm sure there was someone out there who was, like, hoping against all hope that maybe Masterpiece Primal would hit this year stateside, too. But that's not happening. Um, Other Decepticon cities are on their radar. When they say other Decepticon cities, I'm assuming they just mean Scorponok. (laughs) Because they're doing Trypticon. (laughs) Right? He's the one that won the poll. I remember right uh on the topic of taking fan designs into account they work with outside artists all the time i don't think that that answer is the answer to the question that the question asker meant to ask that's because yes they work with freelancers all the time on design like like marcello matir and emiliano santa lucia but that i think that the fan was talking about a different kind of fan design um about the Titan Master standalone heads, apparently those are uh, just the heads in that class coming at the moment. I guess someone asked if they were going to set, like, if they're going to release bodies for these guys as well, and they did not have the answer of yes that people were hoping for. Uh, here's yeah, well, I mean, I, that's one of those things that unfortunately I think is pr- should be pretty clear of, like, if, okay, well, if we went to make a body for the thing that already has a head, then we're selling a toy without a head. Yeah. So then we'd have to put a different head in there or sell it with the head. Then people are going to be upset about, oh, I already bought this head. Now it's another head for the body. What the heck? It seems like the 
the toy coming out as a head only as kind of its own answer. I feel like it's feasible that like in late 2017 or 2018, they might do a body with a head that works, but the body clearly will also work with this standalone head. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I feel like that's, that's the most feasible idea for that kind of thing, but that mm-hmm. would be far future, like end of Titans return kind of stuff. Uh, there was the question that, that you talked about earlier. Scattershot was released by himself earlier because at the time there were no plans to do Computron. Uh, about the end of BotCon, Hasbro says they are not walking away from Transformers. I'm sure that that was actually more specified when they said it <laughs> out loud. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not ready to talk about what they're doing next, uh, but they will be doing something con-like. Uh, and that's it. We're going to get to the whole letter that went out to all the attendees after we talk about the toy picks. So let's go through some toy picks. Uh, we don't have to go through, like, absolutely everything, because let's be honest... Aside from highbrow and some heads and some platinum stuff, most of this stuff was maybe already seen by most of us already. (laughs) Aside from some clarifications. There is still a whole bunch of info you can glean from these in-person photos as opposed to just leaked pictures of packaging art. But uh, it is for sure not as discussable a BotCon as maybe one would hope. And I don't think that's Hasbro's fault in this case. Um I, I I piled all these links together just for posterity, but we can probably just like skip down a bit. We can we've also covered Computron, uh, so we can get to like I don't know the the Platinum and Combiner Wars stuff, or is that old too? I don't know. Has Aaron, what do you want to talk about? I was gonna say I think that Alpha Trion looks really good. Yeah, the Voyager Alpha Trion with the lion yeah. and the spaceship modes. Yeah, the lion and spaceship modes is the thing that because we never really. St- had we seen all three? Or we just had had discussion uh, of... Because the spaceship mode thing really like caught me off guard. Because I was sitting there looking at... Because at first we just had the, uh, the at-show images, which it's an Alpha Trion in a box, an Alpha Trion in a lion. And then the renders that went out later include the spaceship mode. And I was very caught off guard by... Well. I, th- I think it was rumored for a while because every Voyager in in uh, Titans Return is a triple changer. Right. Well, we knew that it was going to be a triple changer, and we we I I remember plenty of talk that there was a lot that he was a lion. Is it? But I just never knew what that third mode was going to be. And to me, all three of these modes look good. Is it bad that I can't remember? If we saw the spaceship mode already, <laughs> no, no, no. Or does that just speak there's... to the state of what? News leaks have been like for the last that, that's the, couple months. That's how the news leaks have been. We saw the <laughs> yeah. artwork. We saw artwork for Alpha Trion. We didn't right. see. We knew he was a lion because he had big lions on his shoulders, but right. we never saw the lion mode, and we never saw so, the yeah. spaceship mode. That's that. That sounds right. I, I like, especially for Alpha Trion's robot mode, like the what is that called? Like the tabard look, where it looks like he has some sort of you know, scribes overcoat yeah. shirt thing. And that works really well for what Alpha Trion is supposed to be of this, like, scribe of the Cybertronians with the the pen of time or whatever that, it was. That all that doesn't old, exist anymore, unfortunately. That, that all doesn't exist now. Yeah. But, but you know what? It's a cool idea, so why not just roll with it a bit visually? That's Right, yeah. That's the way you take that stuff now. He's, he's like a learned scholar that also happens to have a sword that cuts through time and space or whatever. I, but... I really like how the standalone head looks like Alpha Trion, and then when you plug him in, he gets this extra set of crests that totally, like, flow out of the, the normal ones. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's that's kind of cool. Also, I think it's really cool that his like his lion mode doesn't look super poseable, but I like how the lion mode it totally is like it's a very techno organic, very round lion, and then the mm-hmm. spaceship mode is all boxes and, and edges and angles. Uh, especially and then at the back, you can see like the lion head splits in half and then kind of folds inside out a bit to like hide away. And it, it, it all serves to make the spaceship mode not look like a lion in the shape of a spaceship. Yeah. Aside from mm-hmm. those like lion paws totally just chilling on the sides. Well, they're they're like docking claw. They're spaceship things. feet. Yeah. No, they like docking. They're docking because <laughs> when when you pull up and you're going to dock, you have to have something that grabs a hold of it, right? Yes. That so that's you got arms there that can grab a hold of whatever you're docking onto. See, it makes perfect According sense. According to spaceship science, that is correct. Yes. Hey, SpaceX landed on the barge yesterday. Space science, man. Come on. Man, catch up. Why does well, I would catch up if social media covered space happenings anywhere nearly as fast as they covered mm-hmm. anything else on the planet. It really bums me out how much the general public does not care about space. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm partly guilty. And I always get really upset with myself when I realize I've done it. SpaceX landed on the barge. That means the Falcon Heavy is something that can be done and launch three of those cores at once. Yeah. Space, man. It's an awesome time to be alive. I love space. And we have this, like, you have you have Kerbal Space Program available to everyone if they really want to dig in and go, like, what mm-hmm. if you like to launch a rocket under very specific and help, helpful circumstances? Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to Alpha Trion, TJ, how are you feeling about this triple changer? This is probably the toy I'm most excited for. <laughs> I absolutely love the look of this thing. Like, just aside from it looking like something I didn't expect, which is a very powerful looking Alpha Trion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that it's homaging the only other two alt modes the guys ever had, like yeah. out, outside outside of the yeah. outside of Takara's Ultra Magnus. But I do love that he's got both of those the the spaceship and the lion going for him. I think both modes look great. I like that the G. I, I like that the lion has kind of a G one style beast mode to it. Yeah, where, like a, that yeah. retro kind of shape. Yeah. It's like it's hard chunks of robot with, you know, there's claws and legs sticking out, but and they have you know. they have some joints, but like posability is not the goal on the lion mode. And and to be honest, on a Voyager triple changer, I feel very okay about that. Mm-hmm. But I do dig that uh, the jet mode. Uh, it's a little hard edged and blocky, but it's a spaceship, so it doesn't matter. I, I think I think that. Being that hard-edged and blocky in contrast to the lion mode is it makes it more of a feature to me. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Uh, there's such a visual change between the two modes that I can really get behind that. Yeah, and, and yeah. I was I was just checking out the the in booth pictures to check a few things. He does have thigh swivels, so he's got the basic articulation suite. That mm-hmm. that makes me pretty happy because this this does look like a like a toy of the line to get psyched about for me. Um, I, I really like the idea, and also I love that his headmaster is called frigging Autobot Sovereign. Like that's that's kind of terrifying. It means it gives the sinister under, undertone to the whole guy. There's something sinister about this Alpha Trion, just in general, to me, and I like that. No, oh. there's always part of me that's going, well, what else is going to happen to this mold? And I think beforehand everyone was thinking it'd be Vector Prime because it's a big sword, ancient robot type thing. Mm-hmm. I want a victory, Leo. I want this thing to be victory, Leo, so bad. There is a... Mm, yeah, there... 
You'd have to do some writing to talk about the robot mode. But those alt modes work. The alt modes work, and he's got that wide head stance because of that way his helmet works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a way you can... I think the robot mode would not really look a lot like Victory Leo's robot mode, but I think it could be a really neat, like, Lyo Kaiser in Combiner Wars tier homage. I would not feel terrible about that. I would be pretty okay with that. I can already I can already hear people real angry <laughs> about the fact that he does not look enough like Victory Leo. But like to uh-huh. me to me it's like that it's like that Lyokaiser where it, it it's it's just more like when homages happened in the Unicron trilogy where it's just a color scheme or a matching alt mode and it's like, "Oh, that's neat." You know, it's not like the Victory Leo. It's just, "Hey, this guy's the Titans return version of like Victory Leo." I could totally see that. Yeah, uh, I'm feeling really good about this Alphatron. Like, he just looks fun. Um, there's plenty of arguments to make as to why he doesn't work as an Alphatron for you that I am totally going to just nod at and go like, yeah, sure. But in this context, I'm, I'm digging the end result as a toy. Uh, TJ, is there anything from this uh, fresh drop of Titans stuff you want to talk about? Uh, if I can get all my windows open here at the same time. I'm just noticing that the sta- the new standalone heads they they were displayed with their vehicles and some of these vehicles are new. Braun, so, yeah. Braun has yeah. a friggin' cool vehicle. Did you see like this? Like a jeep, like a jeep tank. It's a thing. jeep tank that turns into a hover bike. That's cool. Sorry, I'm really excited about that. <laughs> it's a very cool set of modes to contribute because, like, that's that's the kind of uh, like a two vehicle mode thing I love when Yo, it's oh, drastically different and and the thing is it's such an easy transformation too it's just two yeah. like pivots on either side I think bronze vehicle is cooler but now I'm just seeing pictures of ape faces and it's freaking ape face is ape his face. vehicle yeah, yeah. I, I, I was surprised <laughs> when, when you're like yeah monster cut whatever and it's like well no he actually like got I didn't okay. see the I didn't see all the pictures yet also it looks like it looks like Grimlock comes with Crash Bash's dude, which is exactly what I was hoping. So he has a T Rex mode. Mm-hmm. That's great! Holy crap! They just made Ape Face as a vehicle with two modes. <laughs> Whatever. There's your Ape Face. There you go, Horrorcon <laughs> fans. You got your triple changer. Suck it. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Did they? Did they, uh, okay, do we know about... Who's the other one? Snapdragon? Have they shown any kind of Snapdragon stuff? Uh, I've not seen anything Snapdragon yet. I'm, no, I'm, I'm sure they must have made yet. a similar, like, hilarious little, like, <laughs> wonderful, what, slavish middle sim- finger of a vehicle. What's the simplest way that we can make this transformation? <laughs> That's so cool! That Like, is... I mean, I, I know Apeface has a robot mode, but I never think of him as a robot. I think of him as an ape or a jet. I don't know why. <laughs> Super cool with this. That's great. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I I I was I'm totally sidetracked now. What was I What was I interrupting? What were we talking about? Uh, I'm supposed to be picking something from the Titans Return reveals. Yes, picks pick something. Flywheels also. He comes with the tank that turns into a jet. Very topical. Uh, I I think by default I go to the deluxes and to the more interesting with the Wolf Wire. I'm just flipping over to where he is in the booth. 
Well, I'm looking. I'm looking through like the official renders that came out now. Yeah, yeah. I'm. It's just the tab I happen to have open at the moment. I'm gonna flip over there too. Uh, yeah. How are you feeling about uh this weird wolf wire? The name is just bizarre to me. There's part of me that's figure out who wanted the name Weird Wolf. I wonder if Weird Wolf falls into that category of it's not unique enough or something. I I severely doubt that. We have Swerve trademark. We have Swoop. Someone out there is like, listen, I make weird wolves, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things, right? Is it like what is like Monster High Doll has that name somewhere or something? Oh, what if that's the case? What if it's like a werewolf character? Yeah. There's, There's some like two-week lapse that they had and somebody else jumped in and got the name. And, and they thought nothing of it until poor John Warden was like, alright, we're gonna do Transformers 87. Let's go make Weird Wolf. Uh, oh, he, he can't be called Weird um, Wolf. Um, um, boss, there's a, there's a little problem here. While you were working uh, on G.I. Joe, we maybe let a few names slip away. <sighs> he's like, what are you talking about? Weird Wolf is gone. And he just flips a table over. He's like, you know, when we did G.I. Joe... <laughs> We never lost Cobra Commander's name. No one has the guts to tell him Weird Wolf is no Cobra Commander. Yeah. <laughs> they also lost Monzo. Cause How? Because Weird Wolf's headmaster is called Monzo, but they had to spell it with an X. I I, I don't understand. There, like, there is part of me that's like, I would, I'm, I would be fascinated to figure out why some of these trademark things work out the way they are. And then the other part of my brain goes, trademark wall. They lost Gort for yeah. highbrow. Gort? His, his headmaster's name is Zort, also with an X. They, who wanted <laughs> Gort? I don't know. But... The other thing I wonder is if it was just a case of, like, it might be close, and rather than trying to fight something, it's just easier to do a dumb spelling and then let the lawyer say, no, look. This is our dumb spelling. I kinda, it's not shown up in anything else. It's ours. I kinda like and it's a the whole name, lot easier to deal with. I like the name Zort with an what? X. <laughs> it sounds... I mean, that was, his, that was his headmaster's name, right? It was Gort? I'm kind of just half remembering yeah, stuff. I think... So. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Poor Gort. Now he's Zort. <laughs> Woke up one morning. Hey, buddy. <laughs> we got some... Well, we got news for you. Good or bad? I don't know. Your name's Zort now. Uh... <laughs> We haven't even talked about Weird Wolf as a toy. No, uh, we're just making fun of trademarks now. How's I guess I guess the main thing is how's that wolf mode working for you? Uh, the wolf mode is working for me really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks he looks like he's got quite a bit of articulation going for him. So already big step up, like four ball socket ankles. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. he's got. Yeah, he's got it all over. Uh, I'm really. Digging. He looks like a more simple figure. Like uh, some a lot of these like. Uh, a lot of these seem a little bit more simple engineering, not to my discomfort. Like, yeah. This kind of yeah. works. And he has a and, cockpit with windows. Yeah. Yeah. On this, on the lower back. Yeah, that actually works for me. Yeah, I, I think he's looking real sharp. Uh, like, he's... If you really want to get into it, maybe his wolf limbs look just a bit more like four robot limbs than maybe is comfortable. But I think that it really at a glance it works i think having like his wolf feet being so huge it kind of visually balances out any weirdness with the limb lengths mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i think i think the way the legs transform and thinning up the beast mode legs 
I think that does wonders for separating the two out because yeah, you know his his uh, robot mode legs look nothing like his beast legs. Like mm-hmm. it's an it's actually a clever little trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron, how are you feeling about Wolf Wire? Wolf Wire seems like this is a good uh, reply to quadruple V. Quadruple U. Quadruple U. Sorry. How dare you? Uh, no, it's it's tired and the toy's not here. Um, this, especially because you know this is going to be the $15 price point that Deluxes are now mm. in comparison to how expensive that third-party toy is, and this looks to do a significant portion of what that toy did. Um, it's it, To me, it makes it that much more impressive. Quadruple U pulls off that... that- torso compression yeah. still quadruple but... u has some great tricks to it but they're all stuff that there's no way you're doing that at mass retail well and they're, and they're not essential to the weird wolf character right if, and, as long as and, long as the wolf mode doesn't look like a robot yeah i mean because it looks like the wolf head even can tilt left and right it has a whole bunch of neat things to it mm-hmm. that that i think are are positively glowing when you sit here and think about the state of what some of this stuff would have been even two years ago, totally. you know, before, before the prime war started, you know, the idea that we're going to get a weird wolf that looks anything like th- what this third party's doing. Ha. Yeah, sure has bro. And now, man, sure enough, this looks to me pretty impressive for the price point that it's going to be. There is still part of me that views the last year or two of Transformers as just a direct response to what the third party has been doing. I, I think, no, I, I, think well, I, I think it goes a long way to show that like what the fans, which are now an increasingly larger portion of the market, want. The where, you know, these companies are going out there and, you know, fans are buying and sixty, seventy dollar toys that Hasbro can make let's say close approximations thereof at fifteen. Um, it really, I think, was like free marketing or not marketing, free market study. Yeah, market yeah. study for them. It, it proved that there. It proved there was a market larger than a couple hundred people for combiners and yeah. other niche stuff. Be- because I remember back in Energon, where it was, you know, people were, you know, that was the. I can't remember where it was. The talk, if it was a, if it was a botcon panel or if it was some of that tour stuff that we got, but they they didn't want to make combiners because it was like, hey, it's going to eat up a whole wave. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, and that, that was... was something they didn't want to do. So instead of making it eat a whole wave, they made it eat the whole line, and it seems like it's been a line that sold very well. I mm-hmm. I don't see nearly the stuff hanging around on shelves as I used to. As soon as I see like part of a new wave, it disappears from a store in a day or two. We we had the conversation I think here. Um... About how Combiner Wars was also almost a more kid-attractive line than the R.I.D. toys were. Yeah. In that it was a, hey, you buy the set, they combine together. But if you just buy one or two, they're still Transformers. And, like, yeah, it, like, Combiner Wars was just such a perfect storm. I don't think Titan's Return has that same draw necessarily. But I'm sure it'll find its own identity mm-hmm. in that realm. Uh, also, I wanted to say, like, in, aside, like, in conjunction with the kind of free market study on some of these niche ideas that third-party stuff created, I think that a lot of this, the current stuff also comes from how much the current design and engineering teams have learned how to operate under the new, you know, somewhat stricter budgets uh, that that were forced upon them uh, a couple of years ago. 
and that they're oh, able yeah. to squeeze a lot of this stuff in there. And I mean, the budgets have also gone up since then, and, and you know, everything's leveled out a little bit here and there. And but everything changed very suddenly, and everything that we're doing now is based off of that sudden change in some way or another. And that, that, you know, John Warden was saying, like, when he was doing Combiner Wars, he planned out retools and redecos and part swaps and reuses, like, from day one to maximize how many characters could come out of it. Right. Uh, and, and so I, I think it's, it's just, it's in general, just a, it speaks to an impressive ability for the Transformers toy team people in how they were able to adapt and then figure out a way to excel after such a huge uh, ceiling crash. On, on their workshop it's the way I would put it uh, going from weird wolf to highbrow I really want to talk about highbrow because I've been obsessed with the idea that given the brainstorm that leaked out was a retool of blur I was convinced highbrow is probably going to be some kind of heavy retool of scourge seeing clear pictures of him I don't see it whatsoever <laughs> he looks like a very original figure uh so that was a pleasant surprise to me um he looks real solid too like just at a glance he seems to have all his major points uh his double helicopter mode from the future looks the part doesn't seem like anything's going wrong i think that he makes some clever use of mass to have his legs form the rear mass of that helicopter thing uh very logical transformation Maybe if you have trouble not seeing his arms hanging off the sides, that'll be a problem. TJ, how do you feel about this modern highbrow? Uh, he's looking good. Like he does have that. He does have kind of a G one feel to him in that his parts are very solid, and very much what his vehicle mode is made of. And again, to to the again to the point of. You know, the transformation looks a little bit more simple than some of the things we've gotten over the years, and I don't find that to be a bad thing necessarily. He still looks good in both modes. He invokes the G1 toy and still has a ton of new detail to modernize him. Mm -hmm. he, just yeah. looks, he just looks dead solid, and that's the kind of thing I want out of a toy. I think that those G1 toys being the basis for these guys is, is a blessing in disguise, because those G1 toys were very characterful, but they were also from an era when they were dead simple yeah, I, for the yeah, most part. I, I said it before. I think I said this when Brainstorm's Voyager came out, is they benefit so much because they were a futuristic design. They didn't have to conform to, like, a modern car or hide robot bits. The parts of the vehicle could just be the robot. Not only to Not only just to make it simple to engineer but it makes sure that both modes have stuff that looks good to them as well yeah and, and in the case of what i always call the original seven guys they're also from an era right before many fans sort of start turning on the vehicle aesthetic like they're they're kind of the the cusp when a lot of like very nostalgia driven fans are still like they're the cybertronian vehicles a lot of nostalgia driven fans are still okay with and it's just they they are they are littered they are laden with with advantages in that in that regard because it also means that modern toys with them can pull off a dead simple transformation that still hits all the marks for the most part uh Aaron how are you feeling about Hasbro highbrow I think he looks good I re it, <laughs> I look at his chest and I go like tech spec wheel but yeah. <laughs> like, yes one's getting it no wait a second probably not That'll be the first third-party add-on for these guys. Yeah, just... Entire new <laughs> chest assemblies for the wheel. Yeah. Yep. 
If you need it, here you go. Back to the old school of where the third parties weren't making all new toys, but just stuff to tack on to your existing toy. I'm still convinced there's going to be at least someone trying to figure out how to make add-ons for some of the non-headmaster toys to not need to be headmasters. Mm-hmm. In some cases, I think it totally could work. In other cases, totally couldn't, but we'll see what happens. Um, I also wanted to quickly throw out there, I think this is also... To me, it's proving a point I've always had about the Function X fan fans project toys, who, for the most part, happen to be headmasters. I've never felt like being headmasters was actually the draw to those toys. Like, to me, the draw has always been the design aesthetic to them. And I think this kind of proves it. Like, if if you're looking at Function X toys and, you, and you're still really digging them, I think for the most part it's coming from the way that they transform, not from the fact that they are headmaster characters. Uh, which also proves my point that I feel like their mind wipe is the most disappointing of the bunch because he just doesn't have a magic moment. And so like, why? I don't, I don't know why I care about Sigma L aside from the coffin. That's kind of cool. Okay. That's kind of cool. But, uh, any other Titans return stuff you guys want to hit on TJ, anything on your end? Um, God, I'm not entirely sure. We, uh, we, we did finally get, the confirmation of what we all kind of knew, which is that uh, Legends Wheelie, you can close the canopy. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't always have to have that open. <laughs> uh, what else was fresh here? Like Power Master Prime, there's nothing really... Him and Sentinel Prime... There's talk about Sentinel Prime having more paint apps. Oh, I hope so. I hope something other than red or orange or red orange. The, the one in the case has yellow. Yeah, from what, from what I saw, the colors got dulled down. They're still painfully bright, and again, I don't know if that's because it's those are just colors that that do that, or is that? Am I maybe Check looking that. at the difference between the one that was in the case for that and the one that was the like box set one? The box set one is like tra- halfway's translucent, so he looks way less painted. The, the link I sent you is the one with the yellow paint apps. That yeah, doesn't work. that one. That, that one. That one's closer. To, He's got like, gray on him too. To like not being yeah, yeah I guess the the one that I was looking at before was the um the three pack one yeah the, and that one the still the gray was totally t- tones them back down yeah that brings it better yeah I was looking at oop it's not in that list it's on the too, platinum too, SDCC stuff too many of these things yeah oh here I got a I got a link to the yeah, San here Diego one yeah. Save you yeah, the San Diego one. Yeah, I've I've got it up right now. Before I heard the whoop. Why yeah. is it taking I me mean, to bad images when I click your links? That's weird. Uh, are you logged yeah. in? Yeah. I don't understand. That's weird. They're working for me. <laughs> I'm browsing yeah, everything works else. For me too. Yeah. Oh, it's coming up with a maple leaf icon instead of the. Uh... Oh, I wonder if they're on. Uh, no, they're both on news.com. Yeah. I don't... Okay, I don't get it. I don't get it. The internet, the internet's weird when it comes to connectivity, man. No, yeah. th- so the actual release one to me looks a whole lot better than the like SDCC release one, which I think is the color scheme that we'd always seen before. That orange, red, red, orange with a touch of yellow. Although yeah. it looks like the whatever box set one has like translucent shoulders. Yeah, the box set one's whole thing is I think being semi clear plastic. Yeah. I don't know what that's actually supposed to represent. I'm assuming that has to do with the comic. Yeah, whatever, whatever the story is of the set. Yeah, but the actual one, I 
still knowing that there's an Astro Train coming up, I think I'm going to not get this one and instead get Astro Train. Mm. Because it turns into a space shuttle thing and a train thing, and that's that's an astronautical train. Was there anything fresh about Astro Train you guys wanted to touch on? I, I found he's that we kind of already talked about him not back really. when he showed up in Australia. Yeah. I that's pretty much the same um yeah. It's it's very bizarre because we've got so much coverage, not just the leaks, but of all the different toy shows that happen around the world. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that really is part of the conversation of what Hasbro will do with a convention after this one. Because I think I think that's part of the the real bright side to them doing a new thing is that they can look at the current landscape and figure out what BotCon can become to fit back in. Right. As opposed to this show that kind of is has been becoming in the news cycle, becoming more um, aged as every year goes by, as for its role. Yeah. Or, or oddly, maybe, Trent, you know, put this at some point in time, you know, make this like the fall-winter show because that gets it outside of the normal convention cycle so that you can use yeah. your, your various toy shows to show off new stuff and rather than just have this, like... Hey, you already saw all this stuff, and this is the one thing we held back for this show. Yeah, like get it away from San Diego yeah. as much as possible. Um, while we're talking about that uh, clear Sentinel, let's talk about that, that San Diego Comic-Con set, because that's also our first look physically at Brainstorm. That's also, so far, the only place Brainstorm has shown up. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a, I want to, Someone told me it was a very IDW color scheme. I'm not... It looks more G1-ish to me, but I'm not sure. Here's the thing. I've, I've, I asked on Twitter if anyone asked them about Brainstorm coming out by himself. Uh, a par- who is it? Aramis Prime t- says to me, they said that the SDCC exclusive is the only current planned use for Brainstorm. Uh, he also points out that solo art leak from a while ago. So that means he'll probably also be on his own. So as of BotCon and official things being said, this is currently the only way that Brainstorm is coming out stateside. But there are so many places for him to still happen in the line. Right. I wouldn't yeah. you know, expect this is really him, the only place. See him show up at the, as a blast wave type thing. Yeah, or if, uh, like, the, the Chrome Dome card art has a head that looks way more like Getaway. So it's being theorized that Getaway will be a redeco with a new head of Chrome Dome. Mm-hmm. And maybe that wave will also have Brainstorm in it. You know, uh, this SDCC said otherwise. The the other big thing is it has a Windblade in Fort Max colors. So Windblade's appearing in a set again, except that they have changed over to the R.I.D. mold. Uh, and this R.I.D. Windblade looks so much better when she is not just a sea of red. Yes. Like, she looks way better. <laughs> uh, kind of a sea of gray now, but it's an interesting color scheme. I think... I don't know. I, that's, it's just weird to me that they, they are just using, I guess, the new one as opposed to the, the Generations one. Uh, otherwise, the box set, it just feels like something that I don't entirely understand until I read whatever yeah. the comic event is. Like I said, not knowing the story that goes into it, it's like, I don't know, three things that kind of go together-ish. Yeah. They're robots. They're Transformers. Windblade in Fort Max colors is weird. Yeah. Um, TJ, any thoughts from you about the SDCC set? I do, I'm not entirely surprised that uh, so far Brainstorm is slated just for that set because we've seen things come out at SDCC first. Like it's not yeah. a it's not a big shock thing. Uh, 
But the amount of retooling that went into that toy, there's uh, there's nothing in my mind that thinks, yeah, that's going to be only SDCC. Like, I'm sure that'll hit retail yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, Even if he doesn't, he'll come out under Legends in Japan. Oh, of course. Probably without a faceplate, but, you know, it, it's not going to be a hard toy to get, I no. don't think. But the set doesn't look bad. You know, uh, I, I, part of me kind of feels like uh, maybe may a little bit of fan response to how bright that Sentinel was got this releases swapped a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that this this San Diego Sentinel. I think that all his bright orange plastic is also translucent, so like he will explode if you underlight him like with a lamp from behind. That that'd be kind of cool to see. Um. Oh, but. It's it's a interesting set that's going to need a lot of fiction to go with it to make sense, but nothing looks terrible. And you said it, yeah. that Windblade mold looks so much better when she hasn't been dunked in red. Well, while we're talking about R.I.D., is there, is there anything else non-R.I.D. you guys want to cover? Or should we bop over to the, the much shorter R.I.D. section of this? I'm, I'm just looking at pictures of that... 86 movie box set and uh, oh, nothing really fresh I, I don't to know add. if this is jumping the line, but it I got pretty surprised by the other Platinum Edition uh, Prime vs. Megatron that was showing up. That oh, the, Nerf uh, Gun Prime is showing up again. Or Nerf Gun Megatron. Or Megatron, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that uh, we'd seen that so that because that sh- that's actually out in parts of Canada. Is it? Yeah, really? it's okay. shelves. I've completely yeah. missed that. Then I think if I all I remember is its its retail price is ridiculous, and I'd swear there are reports of it being seen on shelves already. Okay, I might, I might be misremembering, but I, we've seen that before. Uh, and I, I remember when that news popped up, I was like, I thought Classics Megatron as a physical toy wasn't allowed to be on shelves anymore. Yeah, because I distinctly remember them saying. After the after it came out the first time in classics, they're like, "Yeah, we're surprised this one got through." Uh, good yeah. luck with like it ever even, happening again. Even if he was solid orange, he was too gun-like right. yeah. to come out. Uh, and to be honest, I, I the, guess that's color... why I was totally surprised by it because I had thought that that was what was written in stone. And yeah. especially you saying, yeah, it's been out. I either wonder how much of Connecticut has gotten me out of a loop or <laughs> or if maybe you're high. I don't know. One or the other. Or maybe both. It could be both. I just came off an of improv class. Maybe yeah. I'm making all this up. Uh, I, no, I, I'd seen these before. I know it because I, I remember with this Megatron, I actually really like his color scheme. Yeah. Like for that Space Gun Classics Megatron, I think that's a super sharp color scheme. I also kind of like the Optimus one with the caveat, yes, in his vehicle mode, the unpainted clear blue parts do look kind of like junk. Mm -hmm. But they make his robot mode look way better (laughs) because they kind of blend away. Um, I think the Megatron looks really good, though. If it wasn't a Platinum set, it would be on my possible like, hey, I want to get a toy kind of list. Well, Aaron, it it sounds like you're digging it to some degree. It it, it looks... Uh, pretty cool. Both of those molds are good. I wonder how good that Optimus Prime is at this point. If they've made a new one of those because that that mold keeps getting used. It's had its ups and downs because I remember like uh, who was it? The orange one from Botcon was fine, but then like the platinum one that had the dumb no, yeah, the, the, movie the the one, that, one the one that had the chrome on it that I yeah. got. That's um, oh crap! I forget forget who got that to me, but. That one seemed like it was starting to 
to show some age on it uh, of things that just weren't maybe in the best anymore. Yo, I'll be blunt. I heard it was junk. I don't. I don't think it was junk. I think it was not great. It was start. It, like I said, it was just starting to show its age, and plenty of places were much more wiggly than what you'd hope for. So less junk and more junk. It's just getting old, man. Start yeah. getting old. Your knees start creaking. You start making noise when you, you gotta move. do exercise. You can't just you yeah. gotta, you gotta unpop those ligaments. Uh, TJ, how do you feel about the return of Classics Megatron and then that Optimus toy you with? <laughs> yeah, the Optimus toy is just at this point, like, really, how many times can we put that same mold in red and blue? What else are you going to pack with Megatron? Yeah, well, yeah. admittedly, yeah. With the theme of the 86 movie, especially. <laughs> I think that set is even called the, like, One Shall Fall set or something. Yeah, like, one, one Shall Stand, One Shall Fall. Which, yeah. Tells me it's like we're 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 making this set so we can trademark that. And why not? They say it every movie. But it's uh it's not a bad set. I'm glad they found some way of getting that Megatron out. Like he's still got that orange cap, so of course that's still in, but he's gonna be bright, like translucent orange in gun mode, so I guess that's how that works. But hey, it kinda leads to a strangely more accurate version than classics got yeah red gun still is pretty i would say is like a giant red space gun strikes me as threatening well it sticks in megatron's natural color schemes you know because it's a lot of red but megatron does have red to his design typically yeah, it's just it's it's coming out more it's magma attack megatron except better than the joke version i always thought of who was just bright orange plastic. Uh, I'm starting to dig around to see why I think that this set's been seen in Canada before. Because <laughs> now I'm doubting myself. It's that BC weed, man. I've, I haven't been to BC for weeks. I know, that's how potent it is. Still God messing with damn. you. Because the Planet of Junk set is out in Canada. Maybe that's the set that in, in all of this chunk of stuff you saw that and went, oh, must, all of these must be out. They're on shelves. Well, I, but I, I know I've seen that Megatron and Optimus before, like in a listing. Maybe it was an Amazon listing. I'll, I'm sure. I, OK, instead of looking, I will rely on a listener to tell me what I'm misremembering. <laughs> Correct me. Uh, anything else non-RID you guys want to hit up? Really? Like, a lot of this has been stuff we've kind of talked before. Yeah, there's nothing fresh about Victorion or the really depressing Cyclonus and the Scourge set. Uh, G2 Bruticus still looks cool. Nothing new in him, though. It's the same old hand-foot guns. I was hoping he might get new boots. Uh, oh, there's, uh, there's dates on Bruticus and Victorion. Bruticus is summer. 2016 victorion is may 2016 might finally get my friggin victorion in the next couple months maybe do we we still yet know who victorion's through no we don't i think a listing was found in a canadian toys r us so on my side i know who's gonna be one of the carriers of her yeah but that's I mean, Canadian. the G2 guys, the G2 guys, haven't they been carried by just about everybody? Like e-tailers, basically? Yeah. And Walmart and Amazon and Toys R Us? Like, I think the Combiner War sets are kind of just whoever wants them is getting them. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, if that does it for the generation stuff, let's just bop over to Robots in Disguise for a sec. There's only a couple toys to talk about, at least in my opinion. Uh, we finally got a good look at Warrior Bisque and Warrior Ratchet. And then there's a Quillfire redeco called Scatter Shatter Spike. Scatter Spike. He looks dumb and I hate him. Uh, do you guys want to talk about him at all or shall we just talk about the other ones? Strangely enough, I didn't even realize it was a new toy. Scatter yeah. Spike? Well, that's Quillfire, well, basically. Uh, well, yeah, but I was just like, oh, oh, it's Quillfire. And I just kind of, my brain ignored oh, it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Quillfire's about, it's like what? It's the color of his spikes or is what the main difference? No, no, Quillfire is bright, like, tan brown. And this guy's like a dark burgundy. Okay, so they're both colors of brown, essentially. Yeah, yeah. but one's bright and one's dark. Oh, oh, uh, well. Scatter Spike depresses me because he's, I don't. Make new Decepticons! Anyway, let's talk about Ratchet. Ratchet is a strong arm remold, retool, but he looks like, I think, a real good one. Like, his vehicle mode adds a chunk in the back that really changes its identity to me. And I feel like his robot mode, like, looks pretty good. I don't know. I, I also really like the strong arm toy. And at the time, it seemed like that was quite debatable among a whole lot of people. So I'm, I'm, I'm into this Ratchet. He's based on one of the red figures I like from Wave 1. Aaron sounds like you're cool with him, too. Yeah, he's cool. He's good. I'm, uh, oh, uh, TJ, before I continue, how do you feel about this ratchet? Um, I'm perfectly happy with it. That is, that is one of my favorite molds in the line, so, and I'm, I'm happy to see a returning character as well. I, I think the bright yellowy green for the branding on these Season 2 guys is a real bummer, but that's just because I don't really like yellowy green that much. <laughs> uh, also... I will say, I am in the camp of, given the price of these guys at retail, I'm kind of just waiting to see what the Adventures versions from Japan look like, because they are of comparable cost, and they add a ton of paint. For not that much of a markup, in my opinion. So I might not be, like, grabbing these. If I see these, I might pick one or two up, but I might also wait to see what the Japanese ones look like. That's been the way it's been going with RID for me now. Uh, so with that out of the way, let's talk about Bisque. I think Bisque looks real cool. Uh, I think his transformation looks uh, quite inventive. As far as I can tell, he has all the major limb points of articulation. Because uh, it looks like he has like dedicated multi-swivels in his shoulders. And he's got his big-ass claws. Uh, looks like he turned out pretty well to me. We're still trying Aaron... to figure out how his claw part works. Is that the intermediate piece between his front wheels and rear wheels? Oh, the top his, of his claw his, is the, the actual... The top of his claw is the, like, headlights front corners. Yeah. But I'm saying the bottom part of it, like the thumb of the claw. Surely that's yeah. that bridge piece in between. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's our, what it is. Because the photos only have, like, two shots. Yeah, it, it, the, the, the most frustrating thing about Bisque, the first pictures off the show floor I saw, Benny took a bunch of pictures of the R.I.D. toys where Bisque was always in the background. <laughs> but <laughs> it like, took that like, one! I want to see that one! It took, it took like an hour or two to get to the photos of actual Bisque, and I was like, Ben! <laughs> you're, you're, not, you're, not actually, you're not actually tweeting anything or, or messaging. Just yelling you're at just, my monitor. Just screaming just at your phone. Yeah. <laughs> And in my improv class, it's like, what are you yelling about? I'm like, you, this is important! Um, yes, and? Oh, no. <laughs> I, no, this yes. is really important. Not, not yes, improv? Yes, and this is important. <laughs> uh, also, for for an R.I.D. toy, he looks pretty good. I, I just think, 
I'm thinking the adventures version is gonna is gonna fill out his midsection with a bit more color breakup. I could see that. Um, and and again, it's just, unless the prices change on these Wave Two guys, it's just it's so comparable yeah. to just buy the Japanese ones. Um, yeah, it looks like they could hit like the back of that central panel thing with a dark color to show that he has a waist. Yeah. The, the the name tag actually says fourteen ninety nine US SRP. So I don't know, maybe there will be a nice little turnaround where they stop costing like sixteen, seventeen bucks. Well, yeah, it's still gonna cost the same price. That's and Toys R Us suge- will be like hey, suggested retail price. How about it's how about we add five to that and it's nineteen ninety nine? Because we hate selling toys. Uh TJ, how are you feeling about Bisque? Uh Bisque is looking good. I'm, I'm. It's admittedly not a design I'm very big on, but the fact you get this lobster-looking guy out of uh, what is actually a fairly cool-looking car mode is actually kind of impressive. I love how much his car mode has in common with the warrior toys for Drift and Bumblebee, while not sharing their transformations at all. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I'm, tr- I'm kind of piecing together how that front end transforms, and he's actually got some neat little tricks going on. Yeah, um, and and as far as I've heard, I still haven't handled Quillfire and Thunderhoof. My Japanese versions are in the mail, registered Sal, because I'm tired of getting hit for customs on every EMS package from Japan. Um, so I'm waiting to, to handle those, but I've heard such good things. Um, it just seems like the Decepticons in RID as Warrior Toys have been a huge, like, turning point for that line after uh, <laughs> Wolf Guy, Steeljaw, that poor dude. <laughs> Um. Anyway, as, as otherwise, like we got another quick look at Scorponok, but nothing fresh that we hadn't already seen at Toy Fair, as far as I can tell. Um, a couple of those Minicon two packs, like we knew Strong Arm was happening, but now there's a photo of her. That's great because that they are a great little scale of figures to put Team B together in a way that works with Deluxe Grimlock. Um, Entertainment Earth's exclusive Platinum two pack with Voyager Grimlock is also there again. Uh, I'm still still looking forward to picking that up sometime unless I just forget to because it's exclusive to a website so I'm not going to happen across it when I'm out shopping yeah uh, I gotta remember um, I don't think there's anything else new though these minicons all look like ones we've seen before um are the the new like sideswipe wind strike like the weapon pack things where like the first wave of them was fighting them yeah, and then oh, yeah, it those. looks like the new wave with these minicon weaponizers. Yes, where Strongarm gets like Sawtooth. That's like a pterodactyly thing that instead becomes a giant friggin' like trident-looking angry thing. Are those? I mean, all of those are new those, to I, us, I think, right? I think that um, the sword one that Sideswipe has is one of is a redeco of one of the single pack ones I've seen, but the trident one definitely looks new to me. I missed that. I actually well, I think the trident is in the the single pack new ones. Oh, it is! I see it now. Yeah. Okay. He's, the, the card art just doesn't match the, it yeah, at all. It doesn't like <laughs> visually grab the same way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I, uh, I I meant to say I'm I'm actually really happy about this like change in the minicons towards being weapons because it means that they have a reason to exist now mm-hmm. beyond shooting out of a handful of toys. Right. Um. This, to me, makes those Minicons feel a whole lot better than 
you know, that first wave where it was, you needed to have these two toys to have it be at all interactive. And, oh, yeah, by the way, it doesn't really interact. It just kind of goes thunk. Yeah, like, now you can pick up one of these guys and, like, even use them with non-RAD toys. Right. Because... Um, and also one of them is called Lancelon. That's new, I think. That yeah. That's actually pretty great. <laughs> Sorry, that got me excited. Like many things. Uh, Lancelon. Oh, my God. The hammer guy is called Bash Breaker. I hadn't caught his name before. Still got Lord Dumatron in there, though, that makes a yeah. claw thing. Friggin' Lord Dumatron, Bash Breaker. Like, these are these are good names. Yeah, this is a good assortment of minicons. Uh, Optimus Prime, by the way, still is going to finally fly. Oh, yeah. This, this, this is the first one that's ever flown. I, I, yes. I keep forgetting about that because of all the other times that he's flown. Yeah, which uh, they didn't happen. Now, he's he's never flown until now. Uh, anything else from R.I.D. you guys want to cover? That's all that was really on my mind. Windblade still looks kind of terrible. Not as a toy, just her color scheme is awful. Like she's solid red <laughs> with little blue lines. Yeah. And I, I just watched the first two episodes of season two just to refresh my memory. She doesn't look like that <laughs> in the show. So I'm really looking forward to the adventures version of that figure. Uh, this is about yeah. That about does it for toy reveals, right? Yeah. At least until we get to the next set of toy reveals, which is the figure subscription service. Uh, we can just bang through some of this stuff. Uh, the club crossover set. Uh, is going. To, this is I, this is the best one of these I think they have done because this is actually a really cool idea. It's based on when the G two comic crossed over with the GI Joe comic. So you've got three G.I. Joes as they appeared in those comics. One of them is Dr. Biggles Jones, who still has the dumbest name ever. Uh, also, Ninja Force Scarlet, who never got a modern figure. Uh, and I always liked her Ninja Force design because it was, like, kind of ridiculous. Uh, and then a Cobra Commander. And then uh, a G2 Megatron repaint of Legends Megatron. And then the big thing is Masterpiece Ratbat redecoed into his comic book colors. This will probably be the easiest way for a lot of folks to get actual Masterpiece Ratbat. Uh, so that's that's a neat set for a crossover set. It it's, makes sense. It's topical. It's, it's not... It's not weird like Marissa Fairborn and then Afterburner who no longer transforms. Mm-hmm. And Afterburner uh, had a white cockpit. That's right. <laughs> so he was the most accurate Afterburner. Um, I'm still not really interested in like going out of my way to buy one of the crossover sets, but this is the one that's come the closest, I think. The Bats set was really neat until the part where I thought Old Snake just didn't look very good. Uh, but Aaron, how are you feeling about this crossover set? I I like that it has a place. In, yeah. In like this is actually a, a place in the comics because that Fairborn one from before just it was like hey here's two things that we can kind of do but it's all GI Joe at least this is GI Joe cross Transformers with GI Joes and Transformers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, TJ, are you are you feeling anything for this crossover set? Uh, I actually am, and part of me is, like, regretting that, because, like, if I actually want this, it's gonna be expensive. Did they say a price on this set yet? I'm not joining a, I'm not joining a club just to get it, so it's gonna be aftermarket and mm -hmm. expensive on my end, but... I mean, it's good to know the, the club price, because if it ends up not moving, then you can at least hold someone to, like, hey, 
I know I know the base on this thing. I- I'm pretty sure this will move. That rap bat alone. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I have I had that comic as a kid. I have such an affinity for that storyline. Like, I love I love the idea that not only was Cobra Commander working with Megatron, but it's how he got his G two body. That that to me was like such like an awesome way of explaining that new that new configuration. Yeah, like like this set should I I wish this set wasn't hitting me the way it's hitting me. I wish this set used Leader Megatron because the only thing that sticks out is like it's fine. It's a it, it's still really cool to have like a G two color version of the of the small Megatron, but like the fresh tank Leader Megatron is begging to come out in G two colors. And I mean, the upside is that can happen at actual retail if it doesn't happen here. But, yeah, because that would be like super expensive for a club exclusive to make. But it also, like, you know, it doesn't scale perfectly. But he'd be taller than the GI Joes, etc. Uh, that still looks pretty cool. Um, before we go to the other reveals, I should mention there was also some a little bit of bits and pieces of info dropped before they went through their slideshow. Uh, they had a bit of reflection on their eleven bot cons, uh, and the part I thought was funny is looking back in particular at. Shattered Glass, Elite Guard, G2 Redux, and the 2012 Invasion set, also known as some of the weakest sets I feel they've ever done. <laughs> Not, no looking at the 2011 set or the 06 set. Mm-hmm. Going around all those. I don't care. Um, the important thing is Club Skywarp and Ramjet have been delayed because it turns out that the Mohawk heads did not fit into the space correctly when the toy transformed. This sounds like a familiar story. Yeah. I'm a little worried about what the solution will be. <laughs> Heads, man. How do, how do you even... How, how does they work? Until the very end. <laughs> <laughs> Never quite able to get that 100%. Uh, anyways, Figure Subscription Service 5, which is apparently going to go up for pre-order, I think I saw, like, two weeks from now. Um, there are the two we've seen already, which is Pretender Optimus Primal from Botcon Oilmaster and Paradron Medic from Generations RC. Paradron Medic has an actual name I saw someone say on Twitter, but I don't remember what it is now. It's called, like, Healor. I don't know. She comes with a Minicon. That's also fresh. Uh, oh, you know what we didn't talk about? That Lyokaiser. There's not much to say, because that Lyokaiser picture was tiny. Did you guys see the arms micron that everyone says is on the picture? Because I can't see it. I didn't. It's okay. super blending into his hand, but it is there. Which one is it? Um, I don't know the arms microns. Like, what is what is its alt mode, I guess, is the question. Uh, all right, let, let me right-click, view image, zoom in. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know their names either. Just, I just keep know their saying enhance. Yeah. Enhance, enhance. Now, I'm literally taking this into an editor so I can blow it up a little bit more because it is a everyone, tiny image. Everyone is talking about, oh, it's got an arms micron. That's great that they can finally get this out. I'm looking at the picture and I'm like, where did any what can someone <laughs> it, just say what it is? I know, it it kind of looks like a scissor blade in front. OK, I think I kind of remember that one. I think. Was that the mantis? OK, whatever. May, well, maybe, maybe. Hopefully tomorrow someone will take a better photo of. I don't know. It looks like it looks like he has a pair of plastic nippers. But that's it's what okay. it looks like he's holding. It's it's a violent looking weapon. That's good. Yeah. The thing is, it's it's just as blue as uh, as the Hellbat. So it yeah. blend it 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 blends in too much to really tell from here. All right. Well, that's answered my final lingering question that I had forgotten. Uh. 
the next slide, the fresh first fresh slide on this uh, subscription service five thing, is a two pack the fractal that many of us assumed would get made because that head sculpt turned out real good. He's gonna come with pre Beast Wars Scorponok, who's gonna be made from Scamper from Generations Metroplex. Uh, visually, I think that looks really cool. Size wise, I think that's maybe a bit unfortunate because it means Scorponok is tiny compared to everyone else. Was he short on the show? No. Okay. No. I just wanted to see if maybe there was an avenue of cover for that that I hadn't seen. Oh, to my knowledge, he's one of the taller ones. Okay, so that's going to be weird. Uh, ignoring his height, the vehicle mode and uh, and the wheels on his arms somehow make it kind of work in a way. I'm a little bummed out because when everyone saw that gray proto picture of Unite Warriors nose cone basically having a scorpion tail sticking off his back, I thought a lot of people, and I was one of them, was like, that would make for a pretty cool Scorponok from Beast Wars. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Unfeasible for that to happen, given that their whole license is over at the end of the year. But, you know, I had I had a small hope. This is fine. It's not like anything I really need, but this makes sense. Uh, you guys feel like... Fractal, I feel like there's not really... Fractal, you're either going to be into because he's fractal or you're not. Um, but for Scorponok, uh, TJ, how are you feeling about this idea for Scorponok? Uh, I'm I'm not a fan. Yeah. Like, I, nah. it, it's too small of a figure. It's too, it's too far of a, a stretch for me. I get the same kind of vibe of I did from Tarantulas. It's like... There might be a couple design details there that work, but everything else just feels really forced and cludged in to the point where I'm really getting taken out of it. He strikes me as more of a fast track with those orange wheels. That was uh, that was Scorponok's little scamper. Yeah, kind of. I might be saying that because that was Scorponok's scamper. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Aaron, how do you feel about uh, the Scorponok fella? I also ran it's not terribly thrilling to me really and did either of you guys really feel anything about fractal i didn't want to cut it off but i'm assuming no fractal fractal i think is a good it's a good fractal um because there is a pack rat as of last year yeah that's yeah i I kind of wish i had that first pack rat and fractal set and then these two kind of is the other end cap but i well i guess i've made a whole lot of extra money working out here maybe that'll be a thing that kind of happens Fractal and Pack Rat is before my time, yeah. so I don't really have any attachment to them. It's before my time, too, but it's always been a neat set to <laughs> but me. But you, you managed to have some attachment to them, yeah. nonetheless. <laughs> well, it's an interesting set, and it's from the 3HE BotCon era, so it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I actually don't have any problem with Fractal. Like, I think it's cool, to, especially in their... In the dying breaths of BotCon, they are paying a little bit of tribute to where they came from. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and before they're gone, they're finishing that duo. Yeah. It's like, before they disappear, all right, we're going to... There, finish the two-pack. Redux. It's done. Fractal exists. I almost wonder if that's why Terrorsaur exists, was more so to get Fractal out. Who knows? Maybe. Or, or Maybe. was just a very strong uh, work together. Yeah. Uh, next up in the slides is Combiner Wars Counterpunch, which is done from the breakdown mold. Looks like, oh no, that's the wheeljack mold. He's got the chest. Yeah. Um, 
speaking as one of the loudest, most excitable Punch Counterpunch fans, I am really surprised how this is making me feel absolutely nothing. Because I love Punch Counterpunch, and I really like Combiner Wars limb robots. Something about this is just making me feel nothing. Don't know what it is. It, the toy is not really doing anything overtly wrong. And I could totally go for another limb, but I just and don't this is feel anything. Just a counterpunch, right? Yeah, they are just calling him counterpunch. So they don't have like a another little weird head thing that Do kind really of works but does. No, I'm <laughs> I'm just making sure that because they've kind of did it before, so I didn't know if they were because I was sitting there thinking like that's not a toy that I mean because he's got all the backpack kibble on him, so it's not like it's something where they could turn him around and have a slightly different paint scheme the way that they did with that classic sideswipe Sunstreaker yeah. mold of where you I could wonder, transform I, it I, differently and have a different character. So I wonder if maybe he has like the other faction insignia on somewhere on his alt mode, like maybe on the roof or yeah, the maybe hood. they might be. Yeah. Well, yeah, they might be pulling the same trick that, uh, oh, what am I thinking of? The, the, ugh. I, no, I was thinking of double dealer where yeah, one mode dealer. has one mode has one faction civil, one mode has the other. Mm-hmm. And the Generations Double Dealer even pulled that off, which I always forget until I play with the toy. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't understand. It's just this is it's not hitting a single mark for me when everything about it in bullet points should be making me feel something. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron, do you, what do you feel about this guy? I kind of went through. I yeah, it's another Combiner Wars limb, but. Man, it's I. There's nothing that it. I mean, it's completely different, and that looks like Counterpunch's head. I. It's it's going to be a Counterpunch. I don't I don't know what more there is necessarily. It's it's kind of rough. Be like, yeah, it's it's what you're aiming for. Yeah, I just I don't know what's missing from it. Yeah, like everything about it should be making me go like, oh, I should track that down eventually. I'm just like, eh. yeah. Uh, TJ, how do you feel about uh, Combiner Wars Counterpunch? Meh. All right. <laughs> I'm going to chalk it up to they're homaging one of their old exclusives again, and just leave it at that because it's you can't do a you can't do a, a Counterpunch and not have a punch. Yeah, there's something weird about that to mm-hmm. me. Like, like even in theory, by definition of the word, you can't have a Counterpunch without a punch. I like like the only part of that that I find any spark in is well what's the story why is he just counterpunch did he finally go crazy like in the story I always write about him oh wait they can't read my mind that probably didn't happen okay I don't know <laughs> uh, coming up next is the most exciting one for a lot of people this is Pretender Megatron he come he's he's the Legends Megatron toy done up in the Combat Hero colors. Uh, he comes with a Target Master from Legends Cosmos, the little shuttle, done up to look like the club's Astro Train from some years ago, which is a neat throwback. And in the shell is a redeco of the Grand Maximus Pretender Shell. I saw a really good theory going around that that Pretender Shell's mold was probably dug up when Encore Fortress Maximus was dug up. And and the whole Grand Maximus plan was probably sitting there ready to go. Then Encore Fortress Maximus didn't sell all that well, and that probably got shelved for the time being. But that's neat that that mold exists still, for sure, and is out there and is going to be available in some fashion. Uh, I think the shell is the most exciting part. The, the The shuttle being a redeco of their, like, what was it, 05 Astrotrain is cute. 
The combat hero Megatron Legends is cute. None of them, or neither of them, match the shell for me. Uh, the shell also is, like, is cute. The whole thing's cute. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, all overshadowed by the mold that the shell is. I don't know. It's an interesting idea. I don't, I don't, I never, I didn't feel much for Oil Master. I don't feel that much for Pretender Optimus Primal either. So I'm not feeling a ton for this. But the Grand Maximus part of it is by far really, really cool. Like, regardless of how I feel about the deco. Uh, Aaron, how do you feel about this Pretender Megatron conglomerate? I, I, I dig that they're getting into Pretenders. I do. Um, between the Oil Master and the Pretender Optimus Prime. Um, I, it's another thing that kind of sits in a weird place for me, though, because Pretenders was a thing that I never got as a kid, so it didn't have quite the same draw for me as it did for others. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's something that's neat, but has no real draw for me. Well, uh, TJ, do you feel anything seeing this assortment of toys? Not especially. Like I do, th- I think it, I think it's neat that you know they're they're. Uh, I, I think it's neat that they found that that mold. It's real bizarre to see it in G one Megatron colors. Yeah, but ultimately, I feel like it's not so much that's the mold they found, more of. That's the mold that was there, and we want a counterpoint to this Optimus that we're making because we need to reuse that super expensive mold we made. Yeah, I I just I want to know more about how the Grand Maximus Pretender mold was made available. Like, that's the most interesting part to me. Uh, I don't know. It's just, otherwise, it's kind of like, I guess, you know, it's a bunch of Megatron stuff and then a random Astrotrain. Um, the final one is Combiner Wars Toxitron, who uses, I think, the Battle Core Optimus head on the Motormaster body uh, in Toxitron colors. I like the idea of using the Prime head on the Motormaster body, because that, that's just a clever way to not have it look exactly like another Optimus Prime. The unfortunate part is that also means that the torso mode will suck unless you modify stuff, because the arms won't be able to click together. Uh, also... This is a terrible reason to not feel excited about it. I like Toxitron as a concept, so I, I like that this figure's happening. But I'm bummed out that there's now going to be yet another torso out there. That's <laughs> uh, a dumb reason. That's a totally personal reason to not feel as excited about this as I could. Well, you just throw all their extra limbs that have come along now. There's not enough. Yeah, come on. Fractal, double D, or, or a counterpunch, and who else? Oh. Terrorsaur? Terrorsaur. Yeah. We're one short. <laughs> Unit three. We just... You just rip him off a Magnaboss. Uh, I don't know. The, the torso thing is, like, should be the least important part of all that, because the Toxitron concept is still interesting. Yeah. But, uh, Aaron, how do you feel about Combiner Wars Toxitron? It's more green and purple Optimus Primes. In another fresh more aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, this uh, I mean this is like the flip side of you know before when it was like unit 3 is a great idea because it's a little known thing that's a good nod this just seems like I don't know we got Optimus Primes we can do Toxitrons right it it doesn't seem as as interesting to me because it's basically the same thing again there is an yeah there is an element of 
like Counterpunch, mm-hmm. kind of going back to a well under a different aesthetic. Uh, I wonder if some of that comes from this subscription service vibe kind of happening very suddenly and with a tiny window of existence. Yeah. Um, TJ, how do you feel about Generations Toxitron? Um, <laughs> I could chalk it up again to paying homage to their history since they did manage to get a Toxitron released. At yeah. the same time, I can't help but feel like this is an alternate universe Optimus Prime where he's in a very stupid way trying to infiltrate the Constructicons. Hey guys, I'm a Constructicon. <laughs> Sup? No, no, I'm I'm totally green. See? <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a bizarre looking toy. It really is. Especially when you think about it, like there's so, there's there's other things you could have done with that that would have been far more clever and interesting. Like we don't like we don't just have to repaint Optimus Primes into other Optimus Prime repaints just because, you know, he's a he is a truck. There are other trucks. Yeah. It, yeah, it's 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 fine, I think, as an idea. I down the road, if I see one at a convention, I might pick pick him up if he's not super expensive. Because I like Toxitron as a concept. Um I just I have this really dumb hang up about standalone Combiner Wars torsos now. <laughs> Because there's so many of them compared to how many deluxes happen. Uh, anyway, something just went up before we move on to the final thing that I was going to talk about. The final fun pub is the name of the topic list. Uh, TFW had an interview with the Transformers team that they just put up. I forgot this was happening. So, do you guys want to go through it? Oh, yeah, I must have missed that. Yeah, this this is... went up while we were talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I read through it. I, I won't take it. long. All right. First question, why are Astro Train and other recent figures the colors they are? This is paraphrased from audio recording, by the way. Uh, comes down to the designer. They try to, gi- to tie it to G1 and modernize it for today. There's a lot of look back, but it is new storytelling, new interpretation, new blah, 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 blah. Um, may already have a lot of purple characters. So they're trying to mix up the decos and not be too heavy in one color. Okay, so that's it's mostly stuff we knew there. Uh, so, yeah, they, 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 they want to modernize color schemes. That's why... North American stuff sometimes gets a bit more uh I would call it more interesting looking and and, and I don't say that as a straight up compliment just that there are more colors going on um anyway next question there are no plans to celebrate the 15th anniversary of original RID from 2001 uh nothing's off the table but nothing planned that's, yeah. that's their words so that's the hey maybe yeah i don't know that sounds like a thing that might happen whatever yeah that that's one of the catchphrases that i believe is like the pr one yeah. of the pr cleared catchphrases uh apparently our site administrator as a half joke was like so when's the brave max repaint coming not if when uh and then there's a note <laughs> saying that the joke is lost in translation Hasbro said stay tuned on any fort max reuses uh, they are not saying no to Combiner Wars Predaking because the trilogy's not over, which to me speaks to they are. It sounds like they are open to doing Combiner box sets as long as they can, right? Which I would be into. Uh, Titan Fort Max will have a weapon like a sword or a gun. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. Everything is on the table, but nothing is planned. San Diego Comic Con Fort Max Special Edition. Good possibility that there will be additional Comic Con items revealed later. Yeah. Well done. I don't know what the well done is. <laughs> I guess that means that that was them saying yes. 
no confirmation on another season of Robots in Disguise. Generations is definitely happening through 2018 as they've announced and committed to the trilogy. So, yeah, of course. Uh, oh, here's a good one. So when you do fan polls, do you already have mock-ups of the characters ready to go? And they are saying that they sometimes do. Uh, and with the Titan vote, they didn't. Okay. So uh, they didn't have, like, an Omega Supreme ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's interesting. Windblade, they started with nothing. Victorion, they had some foundation ready to go. Okay. Well, I guess with Victorion, because she was a Combiner Wars thing, it's like, all right, well, we know it's going to be limited to retools of these particular toys. Uh, they're going to keep doing fan base polls. All right. Don't forget the app. Uh, they may go back to doing a Windblade style poll where things get more specific than what we had with the Combiner one. Uh, let's see. The comparison at retail sales of RID versus Generations. Uh, it's different in a lot of different parts of the world. Uh, where the show is present, there's a larger footprint for RID. Both doing well, lots of SKUs working. Generations is a sizable part of the business now. That's not surprising. Uh, in the next show, nothing is off the table. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, a very large table. Nothing planned domestically for this year for Beast Wars. Instead of fully celebrating anniversaries, they're looking to roll characters from the past into modern stories. For example, Beasts in Robots in Disguise. Connecting the universe as a whole with themes. Alright, there's there's some bits to glean out of there. Um, This isn't like a new thing. A lot of the time Hasbro cannot say more than that's not off the table to a lot of things because that's the way they can say no, but we might. Uh, did you guys glean anything out of there that I might have missed? I don't know. No, unfortunately, I, a lot of the questions are just like, hey, maybe later. Or, yeah, we're not talking about it right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no comment, but maybe. Well, let's talk about something that's concrete. Because this is the final Fun Pub. Balkan 2016 is the last one under Fun Publications. Finally, after all of this, well, that's probably the case... There was a newsletter given out at BotCon that literally says from Hasbro, after saying a whole lot of positive things, uh, this will be the last BotCon in its current format. We want to thank Brian Savage and the Fun Publications team for their passion and service. Uh, they, they still want to meet with fans and blah, 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 but Fun Publications' relationship with BotCon and them is done. No word on whether the name BotCon is going to ever come back. I believe FunPub owns that name, if I recall correctly, Aaron. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not owned by Hasbro. It's either owned by FunPub or by the Hartmans. I and I don't know where that sits right now. My mom asked me something on the on the phone the other day, and Aaron, I want to run it by you because I tried to give an answer, but I thought you might have a perspective on this. What do you think the chances are of Hasbro being able to buy the name Botcon off of them? I don't know. I bet if they signed uh, or if they put a number on a piece of paper that was big enough and floated across the table, it could get purchased. All right. Yeah. I feel like that's something that might at least an offer might happen yeah. for that. Or, or yeah. it may just, still... I mean, it may be something that's just given out of goodwill potentially, because if they don't have plans to make BotCon, it could just be like, hey, you know, if there's another council of fans that come up, that that could be a leverage or something. Yeah. You know, Cause the, the name itself is completely val- valueless to them. Right. As it stands now, because it's so identified with Transformers. Unless you're going to do, like, a BattleBot convention at some time, and you can tie it in. But Or if you're just going to say, hey, that's the name of my convention, and I'm not doing it anymore, and I'm taking the name, and I'm going to go right. home. Right, and, and I can see 
Hasbro potentially wanting to have control or at least have it in a trusted location so that I can't start up a bot con and do whatever I want at it because nobody else is sitting on it right now. You know, it's a whole lot easier to say, hey, no, legally you can't do that. So you're going to have to call it something else so that you're not getting a swing off of, you know, I'm going to have it in my backyard in Lafayette. So everybody come on by. And then everyone is like, oh, BotCon sucked this year because it was in some dude's backyard, literally. <laughs> BotCon sucked this yeah. year. Right. Because well, all these people actually, they're like, yeah, it says it's in a backyard. Could still be a good show. <laughs> well, but it comes down to, I mean, I, I think that uh, observational bias that we frequently have is because, you know, we, we sit here and we get together constantly to talk about robot stuff. So we kind of keep ourselves in the loop. But what about the the casual fans that, you know, they hear about it on the radio or they see something in the newspaper and, oh, there's this Transformers convention bot con and you go look up what is a bot con and you see, oh, there's all this other stuff. So if somebody were to be nefarious about it for 2017 and they go and look up, they may not dig into the deep stuff to see like, oh, no, this is totally a friggin' bootleg convention that's been done, and then you can have people upset about a brand thing that appears to be connected but really isn't. So I see mm. I see them still protecting the name BotCon even if they're not doing anything with it. Yeah, I it has such history behind it that like I just feel like I feel Hasbro will make an effort to see if they can hold on to it somehow. And I feel like that would need to involve money. Mm-hmm. But that's just, that's my perspective as an outsider. Um, so, TJ, you've only been to one BotCon, so you, your connection to it has always been more distant. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you, what, what do you feel about, about what will be in the next year or two? Like, do you feel like this is a changeover that could lead to some good stuff, bad stuff, a little scope of it? Mm, I think, I, I think overall it's going to be for the best. This BotCon, and we've explained this, is there's some element of relevance that's being lost between how much more media coverage Hasbro gets and how much easier it is to spread information when they're not ready for it to spread. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's it's starting to lose its place, and you know, you've seen that in other industries. You've seen like Nintendo does their Nintendo Direct instead of going off to E3 which was the norm for ever. Yeah. And they get huge reactions out of their direct feeds. So it's really a pointless venture for them to go to big conventions anymore to show off what they've got. You know, uh, yeah, I think there's still relevancy to do at uh, comic cons and things like that. But as a, as a transformer official convention, it needed, it needed some rejuvenation. Like, you need to you need to kind of tail back and figure out new a new concept for it a new format something that could be a little bit more relevant without having to rely on oh hey and we've got this coming out as big flashy news things mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the toy the toy news element like it's just it it's got to change because the whole delivery of of even just Transformers news for toys has changed. Mm-hmm. I'd also be interested if. If this does happen the way it sounds like, and we have Cybertron Con instead in a year or two, uh, that's the Hasbro-owned name. So if they're doing it in-house, I'd be interested to see what they're doing like on a toy-centric level. 
because I mm-hmm. you mentioned mm-hmm. you know like a lot of the sets that they've done last few years not the best ideas they've had well so, there, there've been some good ideas peppered in but then there have also been ideas which are like it's a good idea but then when it happens I feel like I feel like a lot of botcon ideas become we are committed somewhere along the process and whether or not that's a result of the process there are times where i see ideas where it's like maybe you should have uncommitted to that by the time it became clear how this would turn out right yeah. uh, and i frequently wonder where that line is versus like okay we've got an idea at what point does this idea get locked in when it's maybe not fully fleshed out yet well, listen, Aaron, you've never run a convention, all right? You just don't I understand. I know. You don't, I don't get it, I don't, okay? I don't understand these things. Yeah. I, I'm, it's you not don't appropriate understand. for me to, to think about it. Stop talking about it. Buy our toys. <laughs> um, going over to you, Aaron, actually, where, where, what are you seeing in, in the next couple of years? I always say couple of years because I think it's very realistic to imagine maybe uh, no convention next year. I could see a late convention next year because we are still kind of early in the year. And that's while, true, that's true. While the license stuff runs until uh, presumably December 31st at its calendar year, um, there's still plenty of time for Hasbro if they're going to do a convention of some sort of their own. Um, they've got plenty of time still to to work on it. Because, I mean, frequently it seemed as if Fun Pub, I mean, how many times with them did we get the announcement of the next year's information within any time from the previous year? Yeah, you know that and, that's been a rarity, and I would believe that for the size of the convention that that BotCon is, it would be easy enough to find a location in order to host it and find other things to do in the city or nearby. That uh, if they're going to go to the level that BotCon always did, of like, hey, we're going to have this tour thing on a Wednesday and a tour thing on a Thursday. You know, I can think Indianapolis. It's a great convention center there. You got a zoo. You got other, you know, you could go to the, the, the you know, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You know, there are plenty of little mid-sized cities that seem to be like the target that you could go to find three or four things. And it's just a matter of finding a hotel with a convention center and putting things together. That's If you had somebody dedicated to that, that's an easy enough thing to throw together. Well, and I also wonder if just being run by Hasbro, even if they bring in people to work on it, mm-hmm. if that just eliminates a level of, of communication buffer. Because, right, because then you're all in-house. Yeah, and, and how many times, whether, like, take it as you will, but many times, Fun Publications has often, when actually talking about things that they would say did go wrong or poorly, a lot of their troubles would come down to it's difficult to communicate with the factories, it's difficult to work through Hasbro uh approvals it's difficult to get our stuff to go to these guys then to these guys then to these guys get the Mm -hmm. factory to do this blah blah and maybe the times have changed enough where being a third party involved in that whole thing maybe that is the part that needs to be removed and needs to just run it themselves and that's something that i feel like i can speak to with my own current experience i mean my my the current thing that i'm doing right now is i'm a liaison where i'm the guy that is in connecticut in order to help the people that are in Indiana get in contact with the people that are in Connecticut. So having done this job, I know how difficult that can be with it. And it's two, two groups that should very much want to work together, but Mm. it's a whole lot different to reply to somebody in an email than it is to reply to somebody 
making the phone call from the internal switchboard or walking to a desk and saying, hey, can we work through this? And and it's something that I think that, you know, that side of being something Hasbro and Hasbro will go a whole lot smoother because it's going to be the guy that's just down the hall most likely. And it's really easy like, hey, you know, we want to do – hopefully they're not doing the, you know, 20 I, – I say 20. What What is it? Like 15-ish toys if they're doing toys for – a fan convention thing and it's a lot smaller packet hopefully it's something where you can get the actual toy designers to be like hey is there something kind of weird that you'd like to do with existing like, hey, molds that are in function and be able to we've got a list of these pre-tools we are not going to use right. yeah exactly you know oh yeah we thought about doing reflector you know perceptor as reflector and boom yeah we can kick that out we've got and then that's another place where they're going to be inside so there won't be any fear of, like, they're going to find out what our production schedules are. Yeah, we can, you know, have the factory knock, you know, 1,500 of these out in between this thing and this thing while they still have that mold racked up. They just got to shoot a different plastic color rather than, you know, the way that, that BotCon's always had to do it of dealing with things and, and being the, Hey hey guys, could you also do this at the same time? Because wasn't that the problem with the first collector club thing where well, that, that they was, were holding a... things back to go with the botcon production? Yeah. Yeah. And, and also just in general, I think that as botcon has been making, you know, larger sets of toys, more elaborate sets of toys with modern molds and Hasbro's factory use has spread well outside of just China. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just wonder if that has complicated the process well beyond, you know, a 90s style, um, you know, convention running company to to be able to work as a cog with all that in a feasible fashion rather than just a very haphazard one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like also I'm going to say like there are also totally negative outcomes to this that could happen. Like, look at San Diego Comic-Con exclusives for Transformers. They've generally been here's toys that are coming out, but they're either clear or have chrome on them. And that might become the future of some Balkan exclusives, as opposed to demented stuff like Nacelle or Unit 3 mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but to me, that's part of the excitement of... of This is an excitement that I realize I haven't felt since, like, the 03, 04, 05 years, when conventions for Transformers, it was like, what is even going to happen? And, like, they were still kind of new to me back then, because I've been going since 2000. So... On my five year mark, it's like I don't. I'm going to the, I guess the final BotCon in 2004, and and like the future was just like the conventions will happen. Who knows what they'll be? This is kind of exciting. I feel that way again. I feel like it's impressive to have run Transformers conventions, you know, licensed conventions for one license for like like over a decade. I think it also, you know, now that we can look back on how that's gone, I feel like you got to have these changeovers happen maybe more often than every 10 plus years mm-hmm. you know keep the crews fresh keep the ideas fresh don't let fatigue set in don't don't have someone around long enough to become sick of hearing things yeah I, I feel like there is a there is a positive potential to this that could be positive for longer than 10 years if transformers lasts that long yeah i, I think it's maybe something that the collector's club got into and fun pub got into a bit of, of fatigue of not mixing in new blood because it could have been, I mean, it could have stayed with them for a long time, but I think maybe they got a little bit too insular. 
by all accounts, the way Brian Savage runs things is a very insular. Yeah, well, I mean, you're part of the circle kind of thing because it was frequently like the church club that came and were the volunteers as well. And was always seemed like it was the same volunteers year over year, which granted, if you have good volunteers, you want to keep them. But I know I, I feel like if you have good volunteers, eventually they've been doing it for like eight to ten years. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, like, they just, it's fatigue. I mean, it's only once a year. Right, but, but, but that's what I'm it's saying a is situation. If, if you have a volunteer that's good on those things, that's good. And is is a good way, you know, maybe ask them, hey, what's a good idea? And, you know, even if they're just spitball ideas, but it seems like we got a core that never turned over. And a, a working style that would only change when mm-hmm. the absolute necessity <laughs> forced its Sex hand. machines. And, yeah, oh, it, it, it's, it was just, it was a very, it's a very, it's a thing that worked really well from like 96 through the late 2000s. And that's impressive. And like, or whenever JoeCon started, I, I guessed 96. Did they start in 94? I forget when JoeCon started. Whenever they started, they, they, it worked for a while, but it, there was a, there was a, at the top level, clearly a resistance to change that over time especially once you clear a decade is damaging and so i think in the long run and this is devoid of any fun pub talk once you are having a rotating showrunners i'm speaking like tv now but i think it's applicable to a degree you just keep that freshness going you know and you know, on the whole, and, and and I just think it's a positive thing without resorting to all, to starting to talk a bunch of trash about Fun Pub because that happens all over the message boards, yeah. all over social media. It, it, it's at the end of the day, it is unconstructive, especially now because it, it, it's literally just dancing on a grave. So what's what's the point now? Uh, slightly off that topic though, there's a there are a couple things that I feel like well mainly one thing uh, 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 happening at Botcon that would be fun to talk about because I did some digging to try to figure it out. Uh, this is this is a slightly larger happening than someone buying forty megatrons. This involves a conversation we've had before. Uh, Botcon is run by Hasbro and thus it's become increasingly unfriendly uh, towards third party and unofficial stuff. When I say run by Hasbro, it is a Hasbro show. No matter who is doing the actual event running and planning and managing, it is a Hasbro show. So we've made fun of, uh, the enforcement of the growingly direly worded, uh, rules towards unofficial product over the years. This year was, I don't think we even talked about it this year. Cause it's like, it was, it's, it's like so silly and repetitive, but this year, you know, they upped the scale again on the wording of stuff mm-hmm. and the discussion thread became untenable very soon. And things were thrown around. Like just, it's, it's straight up. I think Gestapo got word dropped within the first page or two. And it was like, all right, just we're fast forwarding the process this time. Um, so earlier today, the news going around is TF Source's booth was shuttered. Uh, all their stuff had a sheet thrown over it. There was a security guy sitting there, most probably just to make sure no one would take anything while TF Source was not at their booth. But TF Source was not at their booth all day. Uh, yesterday, they apparently were handing out a flyer for a uh, an event that mentioned third-party stuff or unofficial stuff that was happening, uh, I think, a block and a half away, like around the corner from the venue at a different building. And... Uh, by handing out a flyer, that was a step beyond enough for, as I read on Twitter, and I'm going to apologize right now, I don't remember any of the usernames I was reading. I was just looking for info. I went on Twitter and I did a search for TF Source, 
and then went digging through whatever came up to figure out exactly what happened. Uh, a Hasbro rep, as one tweet mentioned, uh, saw the flyer and then had their booth closed up. So they were not there for most of today. I've, for a lot of the, oh, they've got a video up of their booth being open from today as well. So yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. Okay, I'm, I'm finishing the story because first I want to throw out maybe a, a remark on the nature of social media. For a lot of people today, it seems like that was the end of the story. And uh, and and Aaron, I, I, I mentioned to you before the recording. No matter what the intention, there is a gossip-laden generator of an image in the image of a security guard sitting at their deserted and shuttered booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that security guard was mostly probably there for their benefit, actually, but <laughs> it still looks terrible. Uh, so I tried to figure out on Twitter, and I was like, so what's up with TF Source? Because like, I saw a talk earlier today while I was at my improv class. Like, TF Source is kicked out. They're gone. Uh, by the end of today, TF Source were already back at their booth selling stuff. So, what almost was the story of in the final BotCon with FunPub, FunPub's BotCon enforcing in the wholeheartedness, the, with ruthlessness, its rules against the... So, it, it, they're still selling stuff. So, they lost a couple hours of business on Saturday. Yeah. And they are there tomorrow... I was thinking about this on the walk back. Them being closed on Saturday but open on Sunday, they probably didn't lose any business because now they're going to have all the stuff that sold out earlier on Saturday. And they'll just sell it all on Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it, At the end of the day, it is just a slap on the wrist at worst. And it just goes with the pattern. As Aaron has said many times, the damned if you do, damned if you don't pattern that it. I find it and Aaron finds it and... It's very hard to take seriously any of that severity. Yep. So that was something that I feel like a couple folks really wanted us to remark on on the podcast. Aaron, do you have anything else you want to throw in about it? No, I'm just sitting here trying to find the other stuff. I've seen a whole lot of people talk about it, and now that I'm trying to scroll back through my Facebook feed, it all is Facebook has decided I don't want to see anything about it but something else. <laughs> and I hate newer Facebook versions. There's a button somewhere where you can get to a sequential feed, yeah, but it's sure. actually sure. more work than I want to sure put into it. Is. Three hours later. <laughs> Make sure you keep checking your Twitter version of that button because they oh. flipped that on for everybody a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I, I still don't ago, like it when it's like, oh, I'm going to put this earlier reply back in the middle of something and have no yeah. idea what anybody's talking about. But no, I'd seen some people's replies to it, and then I know that botcon's twitter responses was like hey remove this disinformation to people and it's like well you never really like gave information good in the first place so it's kind of hard when when the only information out there is kind of confusing it's kind of difficult to not have uh, something else going on i don't know well like you said, it's the damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. You have a lot of loud people who are ready to tear you apart over anything because, like it or not, FunPub has built up ill will with a larger number of folks over the last, like, I would say five years. So anything they they say or don't say is going to be a mess. Right. And then whenever they do say anything, I find it tends to just be like, well, the, it's it's a match rather than a, a an extinguisher. Yeah, not know? to be not to be the thing that jumps it, but it is something where it's like, you know, there's a level of like we don't want to talk about it, but at the same time, you have to be like, no, look, this is what happened. 
this is what's going on. This is the reason why this happened. And, or just and really don't spell it out. Say, or don't yes. say anything. Well, that's the thing. Either <laughs> you don't say a thing about it. You don't respond. You don't reply. You don't do anything. It just happened. You let people make up their own mind because they're going to do that regardless of what you say. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I would have been treating this a lot, this whole topic a lot differently. Yeah. But nowadays, I think that the quieter they are, the better. Yeah, the other side is if you're going to say something, you have to, you know, okay, say the reason why we had them shut down is because they were advertising for another convention going on at the exact same time that was against these terms that they agreed to. So we had to take them aside and talk about it. So we had them cover their stuff up because we don't, you know, we don't want them to have their stuff stolen. And we had a a security person, you know, watch it to make sure that everything stayed safe. We went, we sat down with them. We talked about what was acceptable, what wasn't acceptable. We came to a conclusion and we let them back in. And if you, and if you go through and say that there's a part of it that's like, Oh, big business. You can't talk about what's going on behind closed doors. But at the same time, that puts you in front of the message and says, hey, there was an issue here, but we resolved it. They're open and selling things. We're cool. We didn't, you know, come in and stomp on anybody with it. And we're moving on. And then at least that way you can be like, you, you can see the other side of it of like, okay, this is what's going on. This is what they replied to. That was the conclusion. There's not a whole lot of argument or discussion or what really happened going on. It's just a thing. I, I think that at this, like, just with the state they're in, this is just like the final definitive proof that they should never have started getting into conversations. Right. It, it's, some, it's something that, you know, if if they were going to have a dedicated PR presence, they needed somebody that that was, you know, I know they're small enough that you can't have that as a dedicated person, but it has to be somebody that can sit there and before they hit send on a tweet or on a Facebook message or on Instagram, or however the kids on Snapchat, whatever. Well, think about um, it before they push it. Yeah, sit there and you take a look at it, and you're like, okay, well, what's what's the worst case this can be taken? Is this a place where, man, we really do need to explain this? Or is it a case where, like, okay, you know, no, this can only get us into fights, so we're not going to say anything about it. Or... But you need only look at the resolution of the situation. If they just said nothing, mm-hmm. and then TF Source was open again by the end of Saturday, mm-hmm. whole situation speaks for itself. Yeah. And at the end of the day, yo, there we go. We, we we can close the book on hopefully that kind of garbage being a thing that's even on my mind mm-hmm. thinking about Bacon again. I'm If there's one very personal thing I'm happy to be done with, it's thinking about all of this nonsense that is just that's no longer on my mind. Who knows? Maybe Hasbro will end up having a, a PR presence that's worse. I can't imagine that. Well, but even <laughs> not having a PR presence it would be, would be better. better. <laughs> so it's real hard for me to see a, a, a growing of the feelings I have had grown over the last five years or so happen again. So I'm, I'm you know, this weekend... Unless something terrible happens before December, <laughs> yeah. uh, then it, it's 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 like, yo, I guess we're done. Like I was joking because there was a, there was another thing that partly was fueled by Bacon doing replies I wouldn't have published on Twitter yeah. uh, with with TFU and a guy from from Radio Free Cybertron over the, the status of what press was able to get in early to see the Hasbro display. 
And I, all I could say in reply eventually was like, yo, they made it till Friday, huh? Yeah. Like, that's pretty impressive. The whole of Thursday, all that happened was a credit card machine breaking, but they didn't say anything on Twitter, as far as I know. They left that alone. So it just resolved itself. Right. And and people dealt. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, it's the end of a long era, and it is an era that I think probably should have ended three or four years ago. And either way, I still feel a particular maudlin because of the number of those shows I went to. I do, too. And the, and the, the number of them that are important to me. I do, too. Uh, it's where I met my fiancé, officially. Yeah, but no, like, like going to BotCon since 2000 through, to, like, going to 15 of them in a row, basically, from double O to apostrophe 14. Like, a lot of that has shaped where I'm going right now. Whether or not you want to laugh about how terrible that is is up to you. But... It still means something. It's just a shame that the worst of it was also the last of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it's it's unfortunate to me. There are there are a lot of there are a lot of feelings I have about it, which have been immutably set on a negative course, and they were anything but that as early as 2011, uh, and and unfortunately that just or as late as 2011, and unfortunately that's just the state of how it went. So. Uh, We'll see how tomorrow goes, I guess, unless something terrible happens tomorrow. I doubt it. Um, Just a firing squad. They have a list of people that talked poorly. Well, think of all the in-jokes that are now going to go away. Like the the ongoing pointless argument that I got invested in turns out pointlessly for many years about unofficial stuff at BotCon and their their wording of their enforcement of it. Mm Uh, spoiler alert, that enforcement's still gonna happen after this. Like, the number of people who think that FunPub is the initiator on the, the ban of, of unofficial stuff, on the, the enforcement, that think that unofficial stuff is gonna be everywhere when FunPub's gone. Like, I know a lot of people don't feel that way, but there are a number of people who seem to come across feeling that way, and it's like, dudes, you gotta be realistic here. Like, a lot of that still is coming from the Hasbro end. As long as it's an official Transformers convention, that's the way it's gonna be. Just, you know, in the coming years, maybe that stuff will be worded and delivered in a way that is less like a parody. Uh, so that's that's going to be all over. All our jokes about Uncle Brian are going to be over. That's the one that's really get, starting to hit me. It's like, man, this, the specter of Brian Savage is going to be like a non-factor. All those, all the, all the, the, the easy knee-jerk in-jokes about knee-high white socks and whatnot and khaki shorts. We'll still have them in our hearts. We'll still be able to make them in reference to that, but they are going to slowly begin to die away. TJ, you're, you're, unless they bring the name back, you've gone to your one and only BotCon. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> it will never happen again. Um, Aaron, there was one other funny thing I was going to share with you. You remember how the, the, the old final BotCon had a, an unofficial piece that was part of the convention merchandise? Mm-hmm. The Action Master G2 Breakdown? Mm-hmm. Would you believe me if I told you that if you went to the customization class, the new final BotCon also has an unofficial piece of merchandise that came with a piece of paper saying this is not sanctioned by Hasbro? Yeah. This is the uh, the Enigma of Combination, as created by a Japanese fan, I believe Mew, if I remember correctly. Maybe I'm mixing that up. Anyway, that was given out if you went to the, the, the customization class. So it wasn't given out to many people, and it was just, a, it's like the Enigma, and it's designed to go into the Optimus Prime chest or be held by the limb characters. Mm-hmm. Two final BotCons in a row. We've got an unofficial piece of merchandise, which, and, and for the fresh one, immediately became part of the conversation about the enforcement against unofficial stuff because that conversation has been delivered in such a murky and weird way. 
the general rule has always been, now that we're all done, I think it's pretty clear. It's always been, if the people up top are cool with it, they'll make they'll make it work in a way that they can make it work. Huh. And that's something they should have said years ago. Because that's the way it works. Like the whole the whole weird the weirdness and the unnecessary argument about what fan press can get in. It sounds like at the end of the day it was just based on who did Pete say could get in. And if yeah. that was just clear up front, you know, way back when I posted the 2008 script reading, that came from after it happened, me and Pete talking and going like this is like this whole video thing for script readings would be great. It's a shame that we can't get an official version of this to happen. Let's just try it by going underneath the desk a little bit. Just ended up totally working. This didn't happen very often afterwards, but at that time, like that was just a way that it got to work was just by talking like someone who was up there going like, well, I'm just going to try to make this work. And with unofficial stuff, even now, like they don't like it there. If you, if you really push it, they'll go like, yo, but then they'll just talk to you afterwards and go like, I don't know, we'll figure this out. Even when um, a couple of people took photos of, of the Hasbro panel uh, either last yeah. year or the year before, uh, it, it ended up getting settled by just like stepping aside and going like, okay, the rules say this, but listen, just don't do this, this, and we'll be cool. Like it's always been these incredibly lax and mutable rules written in this very strict tone at the end of the day, it's a lot of it was was very uh, it, it was handled in a very small convention style, which has its ups and downs. It's all stuff that, like, for crying out loud, I wish had just been messaged clearly in a way like so that it stopped being so adversarial and us versus them from every end of it. You know? Yeah, it was all of the us's versus all of the them's. So there's there's so many lessons to take from especially the final years of FunPub running FockCon. I don't know if any of this was a thing at G.I. JoeCon. Like I I have no idea. But that just died with a sad whimper. That man. <laughs> Can we also take a moment to say I'm so sorry to all the G.I. Joe fans? Cause this is, I think, the darkest hour for all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh and I, I don't really have any solution because i don't think there is any way that any hardcore fan would like for gi joe to survive other than the next movie doing well but aaron anything else you want to drop now that we're i think we're kind of hitting the end of this balk talk thing yeah i'm i think i'm a i don't have a whole lot more to say um i it's definitely something where you know i'm sad to see it go but i'm glad that it's happening but it that yeah i really wish i could go back and tell myself from like 2012 through 2014 to stop getting so mad about it because it'll all be gone by 2017 yeah because i if i had one regret it's how invested i got in trying to no, we're gonna this this is wrong we can fix this couldn't just have to wait for it to go away so there's no uplifting message in that but like man all that wasted energy Mm-hmm. <laughs> which which created the reputation of uh oh, Aaron's gonna talk about BotCon. Yeah, and it's it's always the thing. It's something that that's gonna I, go away too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be. I'm still not sure if that'll be for the better or for the worst. It's like my thing. Um, right. I don't know. It, we'll keep the soapbox aside. If you ever need it again, it'll be there. It'll be waiting. It's, it's it's something that, and I think I say it just about every other time. Of it's something that I feel so passionate about because it's something that I wanted so much to be good, 
and remember from the times when it was exactly what it needed to be. And then as it drifted away from that, you know, there was somebody, I think on my Facebook uh, last week that was like, oh, you're not going to be a botcon. It's like, well, kind of everything, you know, that they could have done to get me back as a customer, they did the exact opposite of. And it's really rough to want to to go out of your way to support something that seems like it's going out of its way to not do what they should be doing. And you, you see what you wish it could be, and then it's not, and you just get sad from that because you remember the halcyon old days of of when it you know used to be back in my day style stuff. And you know, I'm 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 glad that it has a new opportunity. Yeah, I'm so glad that hopefully more than just you and me that that we'll be able to drop that baggage from the conversation entirely. Like that's that's I'm so mm-hmm. I'm so looking forward to that. Uh, like last year's BotCon, the first one I missed in ages, I was really bummed out missing that event. But it had just reached enough of a point where I was like, I don't want to spend multiple thousands of dollars a chunk of which will go to people who I am personally done with. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I couldn't get to the point of going, like, I'm not even going to touch their toys anymore. Because that, that's a, there's a layer of moral fury when it comes to just the buying of the toys that I just can't apply without mm-hmm. thinking I have to apply it to everything else. And I, I'll get to the point of not buying any toys because they're made by underpaid labor. So instead, I just am a bad person and live with that. But all these personal issues of mine, very selfishly, will be not an issue uh, as much. Also, uh, I want to throw out there, while we're talking just about the end of another era, uh, ASM, Ultra Chase Magazine, on Twitter, ASMZine, A-S-M-Z-I-N-E, wrote an awesome blog post about uh, being someone who is sad to see a BotCon era end but who also had kind of reached their own personal end with it uh, before 2016. Uh, also, just I was going to, to check what their Twitter name is. There's there's two other bits of news from the Hasbro panel that are worth touching on. That Overlord teaser was a silhouette of a tank and a jet, so they have something done. Okay. Uh, I expect that that might be seen at San Diego or New York. Uh, also, Headmaster Don asked his question. You remember the question, right? Yeah. Uh, as John DeLuna on Twitter put it, Headmaster Don's capital T, capital Q, the question. This time, Hasbro had a certain answer for him. They said, wait and see. And then they said, you'll be happy. <laughs> so just as another era of BotCon ends, perhaps another era within BotCon will reach its ultimate and most positive conclusion. Props to Headmaster Don. Uh, there were other panels of BotCon. Didn't really feel like there was much to say about them since I wasn't there. But yeah. go check all the front page stuff. Go check the, the go check all your things. Uh, John Delina's Twitter mentions that apparently the Aaron Archer panel was uh, was not full, and he says shame on us. He deserves standing room only. I agree. Um, but who I don't, who knows about the timing or whatever. Anyway, I'll go check that stuff out once it all happens. Uh, Aaron, anything else? I'm gonna throw it, or shall we say from, from Botcon? I don't know. This is whatever. No, I'm I'm good. If we want to talk about gets, or I mean, this has been a long episode I, I don't, already. I don't think I don't think gets are. I got a Lego maze. 
Let's talk about that in two weeks. Okay. <laughs> uh, TJ, anything else on your end that you're feeling about the end of the quote-unquote era? I don't know. It's it's kind of a bittersweet botcon. Like, aside aside from the fact that we knew most of the news drops, you know, and even now it's got its little foibles and quibbles that it's kind of reminds us that yeah, uh, it's been better. It's a botcon. It's a botcon, and the thing yeah. is, it shouldn't it shouldn't come to that, you know? Yeah, like it it shouldn't have that feeling of. Well, yeah, that uh, that was a thing that happened this weekend. So, yeah, moving on with my life. I I crossed a Rubicon a year or two ago, and it's like I couldn't even like poke fun at it that much anymore. Yeah. So I'm I'm just so looking forward to for better or for worse the adventure of a new experience. Also, I'm totally fine if it just happens in Pasadena from now on because Pasadena is nice. Sorry, East Coast. <laughs> I'm pulling aside. <laughs> See, we got we all got on the East Coast to talk about this particular botcon, and now we're we're, we're trashing the East Coast. I'm I, I know it bums a lot of people out the notion, but ever since 2011, I've been so super cool with the idea of botcon just being a trip to Pasadena. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. Um, so thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Aaron and TJ, for sticking through this immensely long podcast, and we weren't even there. We did all this from home. Imagine what this would have been like if any of us was there. Well, six hours of podcasting. So if you listen through all this, you're, you're a champion. And uh, however you feel about Fun Pub, about BotCon, about the state of conventions, I probably agree with you at some point. <laughs> well, at least I empathize. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not out anymore to try to tell someone what to think. I probably was at some point. Just enjoy yourselves. And have a wonderful week. We'll be back with more Transformers talk in a few, however long it takes to record and edit the next one. Bye! Very precise time period. Thank you. I'm, I like to think I'm punctual. Get me, but you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.